Welcome to the program. It's that time of the day. It's Ed. It's Sean. It's Sakikistas. Hey! And welcome to episode 42 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. What episode? 482? 482? Wow. So we're clumbing up to 500 episodes, Ed? Yeah. Wow, that's almost as many as Supernatural's TV show. (laughs) (laughs) You had the ratings. Woo, that's right. Where's our following? (laughs) (laughs) So, Ed, how's things going? Uh, We took a last week off because you had a thing, didn't you? Yes. Happy happy 50th birthday to my friend Dan McCauley. Uh, He celebrated his 50th birthday. Colkin? No, McCauley. Oh, Oh, oh. all right. Um, and we we spent it at a arcade. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, that seems interesting. We it was this one was in Malvern. It was called it was called uh, arcade something arcade room or something. Like that. <laughs> it's generic. called the arcade room. <laughs> yes, we, we translation. We're not good with names. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently locations either. Because it was at eighty one, oh, forget the name of the street, but it was, it's in Malvern, PA, and it gave the directions gave us wrong because Google and and uh, Apple Maps and anything right, like any of the right. GPS uses, it's not correct. It sends you the wrong direction, hmm. which is only about like five ten minutes away, so it wasn't too bad. We were able to call <laughs> them and and get the right directions for the rest of the way because we were close. Uh, no one's here. No one can get there. But it's kind of like, um, I, I mean, I know no, not, this is more of a local thing. It's like TNT Amusements where okay. it's it's a place where you can buy video games, the old oh, arcade cases. that's interesting. And, like you could walk away and play the video game, like, like a pinball machine and went, I'm going to take this one home with me. Exactly. Oh, okay. you know, it was, uh, it, they had like a slew of video games and a slew of... of uh, Were you a pinball wizard, Ed? I actually bit the 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 uh, the uh, birthday boy. He said he you know he had, uh, you beat the birthday boy. Well, he, like, he, bitch! <laughs> he was he was claiming he was such a pinball wizard and all pinball this kind of, wizard. And and the first game he did beat me, but it's it was one of those like old shaky ones that was like uh, you old the, three. You, you gotta like wiggle a little bit. Yeah, you gotta kind of tap it a little bit. You gotta beat it in submission, but you can't hit it too hard or tilt. Right, uh, and then I got like the ultimate high score because it was like um, on another game it was the uh, Stranger Things pinball game. Oh, look, and, you hit a modern pinball <laughs> game. I was like, I'm like, I hope it doesn't have to make references to the show because I haven't seen it. Right, <laughs> quick, what's the Hellfire Club? I, I fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like you should watch Popcorn. Why would you play a game that's a? Why would you play a pinball machine that is deep rooted in the pop culture? And you're like, yeah, I've never seen it. Because my, 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 my wife played it a lot, and okay. she got the high score. Oh, and I had to be a man and knock her off a pedestal. <laughs> not, not that. It was just, Women can't have nothing the top score in any pinball machine. I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was interested because I was watching her play, and it right. seemed pretty you know, right. good. And on, the thing is... Step aside, woman. I can do better. Pfft. I, I was telling people by Forrest Gump this shit. I I was I kept the eye on the pimp the, the ball no matter where it went. That's where my eyes went. Like I, that, that's why I end up getting the high score because it's like I am not really good at pinball at all, you know. Um, and then we played a game, uh, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Like I was just, and you're a genius. What? What's the rules? I don't know. Exactly. I was just. Uh, you told me to hit this button. I hit this button real good. Uh, ball, the ball, the ball. Ten minutes to Wapner. Ten minutes to Wapner. 
I don't know. I just got up and ran. <laughs> I just felt like running. <laughs> so, it happens. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was far, though. That was the thing that kind of got me. But, right. I mean, other than that, I had a good time. and I'm glad he, glad he did that. Because I, I was like, well, how did you find this place? And like, we Googled it. That's how they ended up founding it. Because they've done the TNTs before with their family. Right. And they're like, yeah, we're kind of like, wanted to try something else. I'm like, okay. Okay, you know. So. There is a place out in um, <clears throat> in Bucks County, I think it is. Bucks County, Warminster, somewhere out there that um, I went to once with uh, Stacey and I went out to dinner. We bumped into an old high school friend. He's like, hey, I'm heading over to this arcade. Do you want to come along? I was like, yeah, sure. So we kind of, it was like a video arcade game, mm-hmm. I think. I don't remember the name of it. So I was completely fell down a well of nothing to said. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, so what else did so besides that? Uh, what else did you do? I watched the Chris Rock special oh. on Netflix, and I'm gonna say this: you could probably cut that Netflix special in half if you took out if you edited out all the time because he every he says lines twice constantly. Right, right. Comedy. That is, I think, a. Um, that's, I, it's, it's his cadence. It's his cadence, how he does things. And it's fine, you know, I, I think. But I'm thinking, it was an hour and ten minutes. I'm like, I could probably bump this down to 40 minutes. If, <laughs> if they, if they had punch it. me in the face. I say he punched me in the face. <laughs> so it, it was funny. That was a pretty good Kurt Rock. <laughs> oh, holy mackerel. <laughs> New impression. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched that. And then I watched a... I don't know how it ended up in my feed, I guess because of all the crazy shit I watch. But uh, on Netflix, there is a Power Rangers movie that they... Uh, yeah, like a reunion movie. Yeah. One, yeah. The, the, always, once once and always or something like that. And uh, it was funny to watch because it was sad to watch, really. Right, because isn't, isn't uh, David Frank in it? No, Dave, no. Jason David Frank. Frank. Somebody, I guess they used edited voice for him because uh, they only had him in his right, costume. Right, 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 right. Okay. They never showed his face. Right, because he passed away. Right. And so the original Blue Ranger and the little original Black Ranger were the only two original Rangers. They, really? had, they had other Rangers. From so the it was series. like a reunion show voice only? So <laughs> Remember this voice behind the mask? <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, like, like I, I think the Red Ranger that was the original Red Ranger... Ended up in prison because he ended up killing his roommate oh. with a samurai sword. I remember that one, yeah. yeah. And of course, the Yellow Ranger passed away in a car accident. Right, so. and then uh, what do you call the Pink Ranger didn't didn't come. She, uh, Amy Jo Johnson didn't want to be a part of it. Right, because, you know, she's still alive. I mean, she's yeah, still she's, Yeah, she's still doing things. Yeah. So she didn't want to fly out, I guess, to California. I, I'm, I think I saw an article. I didn't bother reading it because I was never a power. I, I was never a Power Rangers fan, so it kind of was like, yeah, all right. I, I remember seeing that first movie with Amy Joe, and I'm being like, oh, she's cute. I'm, I, I won't mind watching an hour and a half of this crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I dated a girl who, who their sons, uh, yeah, she had two sons at the time were in love with Power Rangers. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that big Ranger, of course. I was completely great. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I ended up watching the show. I remember like, getting home from work before I meet, see, go over and see her, and I'd actually watch the show so we could talk about it. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. It, there, there's a there's a mm, 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 going in my headphones, and I'm like, is that me or is that going through the whole thing? <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. <laughs> so well, folks, to- guess what? If you hear, that, mm, 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 we apologize. Yeah, <laughs> I got to stop. Just suck it up. 
<laughs> I got to just stop going. Mm, mm. But now it's just a constant. Mm. <laughs> go to our what do we call it? Uh, go fund me for a new board. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Suckers need help. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> Dumbassesneedhelp.com. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that was, uh, that was, what was I? Oh, yeah, okay, that was Smoke Monday. Uh, Wednesday, I watched a movie um, with Sip on. It was Avenger, the uh, uh, Valentine the Dark Avenger. It was, you know, a, a movie that I I had. Okay. And it's been sitting there. Right. And I've been collecting superhero movies. And right. I, I've been also, been, like, you know, yeah, you, you get your Captain America, your Superman. You your got, Batman you got the here. tree, you got the the A team, you got the B team. These kinds are like the C. These are like the I mean, D, I, F, G, H. Like I enjoyed the Mystery Men. Like oh yeah, sure. Out, you know, and there was other there's other superhero movies <coughs> like uh, oh, the first one that uh, James Gunn did. I super super did. That is good. Uh, there's another Blood, one. Uh, as we call it, uh, uh, Brightburn. That's a good one. He produced that one, but it's like, what if what if uh, Clark Kent. Was, was a, evil a fucking of, brat, right? You know. <laughs> uh, then there was uh, there was there was uh, Defendor with um, I can't think of his name now. The shit guy who played Woody Harrelson. In the- <laughs> you mean the guy Woody. who played Woody Harrelson? You mean Woody Harrelson? <laughs> That's the guy. Uh, no wonder he's so good at the role. <laughs> uh, you know, he's playing Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. I, hold on, hold on. I mean, it's a trick question. <laughs> it's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is playing Woody Harrelson in this movie. <laughs> you know, can we get that? Can we can we get someone like Woody Harrelson? I don't want to just fucking call him. He's probably not doing anything at the moment. And we know we need a Woody Harrelson type person. Matthew McConaughey's probably busy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have Matthew McConaughey. You don't got Matthew McConaughey. He's got an Oscar, for God's sakes. <laughs> if we do that, we have to put Oscar winner Matthew McConaughey. No one wants that. We don't have that kind of lettering. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, so... So what did you watch then? It was, it was, it was Valentine the Doctor. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. And, uh... I highly recommend it. It was from Indonesia, which I had no clue okay. what it was. It was about a girl. It was about a guy who wants to make a movie about superheroes. Okay. And he comes up with this concept. And no producer really wants to fund his film. Okay. So he decides to hire an actress to play. I think I read the synopsis. I think I was circling, circling it every once in a while. Like, it looks kind of interesting. It, the, girl, the cover is like, a, like an action pose of a girl. Like she's like in the air or something. Yeah. Yeah, all right, all right, right. I know what you're, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. So yeah, so um, uh, I, I, like I said, I recommend it. it. We had an English dub version of it, uh, but like I said, it was about a, a girl who gets hired. She was, uh, she has like she quit her quit school and she's working at some cafe and she's trying to figure out her life. Right. And that's where they were sitting and they they find her because she was another another uh, waitress getting groped. So she defends her. And does like karate moves, and right? Oh, and they're her. like, "Oh my god, that's her! We can we can hire her for the gig because weren't they like, um, uh, like guerrilla filming? Like right. since right because they were like, oh, look, there's a real crime. Quick, go over and and stop that, and we'll film you, and you become like a real superhero for people, right? Gotcha. And that's and that's the idea. And then there was the, the there was a villain, and I can't remember the villain's name. It was like Whisper or something like that. It was a, a black man. His name was Whisper. <laughs> it was a. <laughs> 
Yes, he was. <laughs> I think so. I got this. No, I, actually, I, need, did. A, I need a lozenge. That's I have to whisper. Yeah, I, my name is Whisper, but I don't whisper. I talk normal. I could be wrong. Did <laughs> you sure you even saw this movie, Ed? Because <laughs> you're... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I kind of remember this one. I think it was this. I don't know. It's Sunday. You know, my memory shot. It's got more holes than Swiss cheese. I, I don't know. I'll I'll poop later and it'll hit me. <laughs> There's so much in my head right now. It's just, you know. Sure, I get it. You know, you got it's, it's a big huddle of masses in there. And you got to, you you have to recollate the uh, following system. Right. Movie. What did I see? <laughs> Dominica or whatever, Gothica or, or Superherica or Valentina, Valentina, the the Indonesian street fighter superhero that becomes an overnight sensation because she beats somebody up. <laughs> I think maybe it's a movie with that thing that does that thing. It's got a girl in it. You know, it's sad because it's like it doesn't give you their names. It just gives the actress right. actors that are in it, and you're going, uh, it's fine, but that's not what I'm looking for anyway. But you said it was a good movie, right? It was a good movie. I recommend okay. it. Yeah, for a low-budget superhero movie. Right. It's, it was, it's, it was it's a foreign superhero movie that you never... It's a sleeper hit. Yeah. All right. And it looks like they were trying to set up for a sequel. I don't know if they're ever going to do that. Right, right, right. Because, you know, you can't have to have one superhero movie. you got to set up with the bad guy. you have a trilogy. It does whisper. Come back at the end. <sighs> no, it's his just, it's just evil twin brother, Yeller. Hey! Hey, stop! I'm not whisper. I'm actually more like I'm talking at my normal volume. I don't have believe I have to, I don't have a gimmick. My brother, his name is Whisper. That's why I talk like this. It was a shtick. He didn't he didn't have to talk like that. He could talk with normal. But no. He's gonna be an asshole. He's dead now. Darn I gotta deal with me. I'm I'm average Joe voice. You, you know what's sad though is, is the fact is that you've seen so many plots uh-huh. that you figure out the movie by the end. Right. And I so I spoiled it for Sip on. I'm like, I bet you the villain is this guy. Oh, uh, sure then he's like, thanks for spoiling it, doofus. <laughs> but I'll, ten, I'll, and, and the problem was, it was like ten minutes in. <laughs> you went, oh, it's the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> no it's not no they killed him off did you see a body nope then he's still alive you watch pops up boom oh well the thing is is that they they they, they do kill him at the end right but they have, they have bumpers which is like the first right. time I've seen like a, a, a another superhero movie that wasn't Marvel right well they, you know, they're, 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 they're taking a Marvel type-esque movie so you gotta have a bumper at the end yeah. so what was the bumper he had a kid, and his kids. No, they actually they somebody stole the body from the morgue, oh, you know. And, and there around. was a, there was a few bumpers at the end. Oh, was, more than one bumper. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like you know you could see it setting up for a right. It's like you know like hey we're gonna come back for a sequel maybe. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, let's see, and then um, the two movies I saw there on Netflix that one. And... Did you get any shopping? Movie wise, oh yeah, I did. I did buy some physical, and I also got something from Sipon, which I wanted to share. Oh, you got something from Sipon? Right. Oh boy, this is about to be great. Well, he went to a horror convention, right, right, and right, he right. Wants to try and like buy me stuff, right? I, like every time if I'm somewhere, and I oh, see you're his you know. bestie for the rest. Yeah. So he thinks he goes, walks by, and goes, "That decapitated head would look great on Ed's hell, on Ed's shelf." <laughs> 
Look, it oozes blood and everything. I perfect for Ed. So he got me a bunch of Lego figures. Oh, okay, like, that's this, cool. This first one is is a uh, a Lego version of oh, Han Frozen I, and Carbonite. I have this one. It comes with the slave uh, spaceship. All right. Yeah, well, mine uh-huh. didn't. Okay. Um, the the reason why I say say this is because I did look online for that. Like, uh-huh. I was curious because I do have a I have what's right? called Boba Fett ship because they've uh-huh. they've changed it for the political correctness. Right, and it goes for forty bucks. Wow! So he's like, "Really?" And he's like, oh, "He's like, it. fuck! If I knew that, I would have kept it for myself." Right. Well, what else you get? Uh, I got the Mandalorian. Oh, Mando saber. is the way with the dark saber and my blaster. Then I've got Obi Wan Kenobi from the Obi Wan Kenobi show. <laughs> Hello, there. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he look angry? He looks angry. He should be angry. I think you could switch the head. Uh, hey! Hey! All right. Then I've got a. I think it's called a Desert Trooper from the um, uh, Rogue One. <laughs> we ain't found shit. Sorry. <laughs> 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 right, I mean, he doesn't look nothing like a space ball. But you're like every time you say like, a Desert Trooper, I'm thinking about we're gonna comb the desert. Comb the desert. Take it literally. Did you find him? We ain't found <laughs> shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, then I got a uh, clone trooper that uh, has green on it and a shield and a gun. <laughs> a clone trooper. He's got green. I don't know what his talk. name is. Probably has a name. I just don't know what it is. He's got a riot shield and a blaster. And then I got and then I got uh, uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, I think it's the uh, the Mandalorian version of or, uh, Boba Fett. That came when they got he got the armor. Because he's got all right, all right. underneath. Right, 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 right. He's got a spot for a jetpack that uh, no longer doesn't it's not on there. All right. Then I got a, a dark trooper. Oh, dark trooper. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's nice. And then I got uh, Greedo. Greedo. Another. another uh, that uh, can't be Greedo. You know why? There's no hole in his chest. <laughs> oh, he's not standing. All right, and then I got Bosk with another another. Uh, oh, uh, bounty hunter! Bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got, then I got Batman. <laughs> one version of Batman. I got two Batmans. He gave me this one. <laughs> this is like the Lego Batman version, like the one. Oh, you it's see it's in the it's movie. it's the Ben Affleck. It's the Ben Affleck one. Yeah, because Can I can tell by the, the symbol on the chest. Oh, okay. All right. And then this is like a special one that he got. It is another Batman with a with a, the cape is the, not a cloth. It's actually oh, I think that's the Michael Keaton. That one. is the Michael Keaton one. Yes, yeah, because it's all one piece. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. And, and he's got that smirk on his face. Like I'm, I'm Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. All right. And finally, finally, it's like Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars Batman. Oh, little Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Since it was a horror convention. Right. You get, he, wanted, he wanted to get something horror for right. me. You know, uh, he's, like, he's like, I didn't know for the thing. I figured just to, just to throw one in there. In the right, because the Batmans weren't confusing enough with all the Star Wars guys. We'll throw two Batmans and a Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Only in your dreams. <laughs> all right, well, here's your guys. Let me give them back to you. So that I, I had them all standing. Like a, like a little army of... Legos being like, well, let's go. <laughs> Batman is back on one of these things is not like the other. Well, two of these, three of these things not like the other. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Batman, Batman, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I'm Batman. 
No, I'm Batman. Uh, Seeing your dreams. <laughs> and then I got a few movies. Uh huh. All right. Ed's shopping list. Come well, to you was, from. This, this was like three for ten, so I picked. Oh, uh, so okay. A uh, movie that I actually enjoy so much that I watch it more than one time. It's called Rush. It's about the. Uh, we talked about this. Really? Movie. Yes. With the uh, um, we call it uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. It's a racing game. Like a Formula One racing game? Or he's racing movie racing game? <laughs> it was the biggest thing in the 70s, but Nicky Lauder and I forget the, who Chris Hamilton right. played. But they it's always... Matt Damon, right? Matt Damon. Matt, did he play the rival? No. Oh. Matt Damon. Okay, I've never seen the movie, so I wouldn't know. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend it. I think that Ron Howard directed it. Okay. Yeah, a Ron Howard film, yeah. All right, a Ron Howard film. So this, this, is, this, was, this was good. Okay. And then um, I have this already, but I have the... How do you put this? Um, Walmart decided to put out friendly films, like uh, oh, like edited films. Like was, if it was a rated R, we cut out the, all the nudie, naked parts. Right, and, and we it, thank you, Mister Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't understand this one, but I, I got so I got the regular version is Josie and the Pussycat. Okay, the regular version. The regular okay, version right, and then on the long lines of like. 80s, uh, well, this was more. Well, is 70s. that the original version or is that the edited one? This is the original version. Oh, okay. I had the edited version from Walmart. Oh, so okay, okay. A five hour bin. And they go for like, like rock bands, fictional rock bands that uh-huh. never exist. Gem and the Oh, my God. I, I want to see that. You know, let me borrow it when you open it after you open it up. Because I have it on my list of movies I want to see. Like I said, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those ones. Like, <coughs> it is. See it. it is like, hey, Sean, you're almost a 53 year old man. You're, what are you going to watch? Gem and the Holograms. I mean, I love Josie and the Pussycats. I think that's a great movie. But Gem and the Holograms, I wanted to see what a complete train wreck that was. Yeah, because apparently, I, I remember. Oh, we talked about it a lot on the show. Oh, no, yeah, and it wasn't. And, uh, oh, that was me hitting the microphone. <laughs> all right, what else? Uh, was, uh, is that that's it? That's it for the physical stuff. All right. All the, the physical. Uh, Okay. And then finally for the uh, thing, I got five movies oh. on Voodoo. They were deals. The one was a buy th- the three for twelve bucks for the seventy. I did. I took advantage of that deal too. And because in my head, I'm like, that's four bucks a movie. Right. <laughs> and like, I was like, hey, I can get like two movies. There, I got two movies that were on my wish list, and one that I never would have bought. But we'll get to mine in, in a minute. And then the two were the the deals that were longer. I think it was like two for seven. It was westerns. Yeah, I remember that. One. I, I I kept going. Eh, eh. Well, there was there was one movie that was on my wish list that I, that I got, and then another movie that I was reluctant because you showed it to me and I wasn't thrilled at first, but then it grew on me. <laughs> All right, what was that? So I'll do the because the westerns okay, first. Okay, was, okay. The one that was on my wish was to support your local gunfighter. There's, there's oh okay. There's one support your local sheriff from uh, gunfighter. And right, are the right. Same actor. James Gardner plays right. them both, and the cast Old is kind of similar. Right, and I enjoy it because they're kind of comedies. Sure, you know, sure, sure. Thing. Um, the other one though that you like brought over and we watched. Uh huh. Like, yeah, I don't know. If it was like right. It was right. Grew me was the Magnificent Seven. Oh, the new one or the old one? The old one. Oh, I love the old one. <laughs> it's on. It's on my wish list, and I passed on it. I was just like, oh, it comes back around. That's the best show I've ever seen. It was the worst. I was aiming for the horse. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I do it, I may have to make it more Jewish. I don't know. I was aiming for the horse. It was the worst. <laughs> and then the three 1970s movies. Uh-huh. What you get? What you get? The Warriors. Okay. 
Chinatown. Okay. And this one is not... You're, you're going to be like, what? Buffalo Bill and the Indians or Sitting Bull's History Lesson. Not the three I picked. <laughs> but I have a one that you're going to go, what? All right, all right. And that was the, that was the, that was the collection. That was it? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Ed, I will see you and raise you uh, my list. Because... <laughs> I too did some shopping. I bought some. Phys- I also saw some movies as well. Um, I watched Cocaine Bear. Okay. All right. Um, it was okay. Like I, to me, I'm gonna. It's gonna have a a long life. Is one of those like midnight movies where people dress up like someone's. I'm dressed up like the Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I'm dressed up like the Park Ranger. I'm dressed up like Victim Number Four. Like you know, <laughs> just. I just feel like it's going to have that kind of a life. The movie was okay. I didn't think it was... I saw it on... It was Peacock, I think it was. Yeah, Peacock. I was like, all right, you know... Here's the thing. Ray Liotta's in the movie. Yes. And it's. I think it's his legitimate last role. And I got to thinking about, like... He went down the Rollo Julia mode. Because... What do you call it? Street Fighter. Bison. Yeah. You know, he was in that. You're going. I can't believe he was in this piece of shit. And then he he left. He was. It was so bad. He said, "I'm out." Like, <laughs> you know. I mean, it was just. I'm like, all right. The movie itself was. It was okay. I wasn't like blown away by it. I didn't feel like it. You know, it was a, definitely a comedy because um, there the, the there wasn't really any horror aspect to it. Mm-hmm. The bear clearly was fake. You could just tell they didn't have like a real a real bear there. It was like all CG. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast was okay. Like it was just I was like okay, I saw that, you know. And I was like, all right, I can see why it can have like that that nucleus of a midnight movie. Like, hey, everybody, what's what's the midnight movie? Rocky Horror Picture Show and Cocaine Bear, woo! <laughs> or Little Shop of Horrors and Cocaine Bear. It's gonna be all, like. And everyone's dressed up as something. I it can see it being like a party kind of movie. Mm. But outside of that, it was it was me. Um, I did. Was it, I I watched mostly a lot of TV the last couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> I did. I'll go through the stuff I bought. I bought Rocky Five because it was like five bucks. Okay. Yeah, you know, it was. I bought UHF. Right. All right. I bought RoboCop. Okay. I bought Predator. All right. Um, <clears throat> the one physical movie that I did buy was The Man Who Fell to Earth because it was the, if you go through oh, the David Bowie movie, the David yeah. Bowie movie, it was at Best Buy. It was a it's on first time in 4K, has a steel book. The steel book's nice. It's like Bowie's face, but it has like a slip cover. Mm-hmm. It's a clear slip cover. So like what's on, what's painted on the slip cover is like his face with like a lightning, is the, the like the Bowie lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. And even though it's for completely different, but when you slide it up, the eye that was there is now his alien eye. It's it's just it's kind of cool looking, and I don't own that movie, and I always wanted to own that movie and have that movie. I felt like it should be part of my collection, and I was like, all right, 4K steel book at twenty bucks in my alley. Right. You know, I can I could spare that. Um, then my three seventies movies, Ed, mm-hmm. were The Longest Yard with. Burt Reynolds. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, that's a good movie. Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman. I All love right. that movie. I was, I was thinking about that. I one. love that movie. And, okay, my wild card pick, Tommy. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I was like, I'm sitting there going, I could, I was thinking about the Warriors. I'm like, I love them. Warriors, come out to play. I'm sitting there going, oh, maybe, you know, maybe. Chinatown, I, it is on my wish list, and I like that movie. Um, there was a couple other ones. I was like, I like that one. But Tommy, for some reason, I'm going, you know what? It's four fucking dollars at this point. Well, who cares? Right. I like the Who. You know, I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, what's well, got Jack Nicholson in it? He's in John Town, kind of the same thing. It's got Elton John. I like Elton John. It's got, you know, everybody. It's got the Who in it. It's got Anne Margaret. I'm like, all right. I kind of like, I'm, I'm like, I've never seen it before. You know, I know it's, you know, Pinball Wizard and shit like that. I'm all like, right. all right. You know, I'm $4. Fucking... You know, in, in the grand scheme of things, Long Shard without that deal was normally fourteen dollars. Marathon Man without that deal was I'm like was fourteen bucks. I'm like I'm I, I'm. You're way ahead. I was like I'm making money out of this deal. This is worth it. I started watching it last night and I couldn't get into it because I was I was doing multiple things at the time. So I was like I'm just gonna sit down one day by myself and watch Tommy. I've never watched it. It's a musical. Sure, why not? But right. it's one of those like. To me, it was like one of those midnight movie type things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. I did watch... This is the... I watched... Because I have Paramount Plus. I watched... I'm done with Picard. I've watched both the... Uh, season 2 and Season 3 of Picard. All right. I really enjoyed the show. Now, um, there are... the uh, What do you call it? Uh, the first season I watched... I watched that bootlegged, but I enjoyed it. The second season was... Uh, I know you haven't seen a single episode. No. no. Right. Uh, season two, they... Sip my gets on my case every time I see it. It's really, seen it yet? It's like, really no. good. Really good. Season two, um, it does basically... Uh, it's a time travel season. They have to go back in time to fix something that Q fucked up. He didn't fuck up, but he did on purpose. I'll give you the beats. All right. Do you want me to spoil some stuff right, for you? Good. All right. So in season one, they bring back uh, Soong... Uh, you know, and uh, well, basically, long story short, um, Picard's got a, a debilitating disease, brain thing. Uh, at by the end of the season, not only is he cured of that, but the reason why he's cured about it is because they uploaded his consciousness into a version of himself. Like, right. so he's kind of like a, got a synthetic body, but still Picard, right. which is how you get away with season two and him still looking like Picard, right? <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> so season two. He's kind of sort of like on the cusp of having this relationship with like uh, a Romulan woman. Um, and he doesn't quite commit. And then Q comes up and he's like, hey, you know, Q, what are you doing here? You're always on trial, Picard, that kind of thing. And then <clears throat> basically snaps his fingers and he creates an alternate. He puts Picard and the cast into an alternate reality where Picard is a general of basically uh it's a very fascist kind of world the uh best galaxy is a human galaxy is i think the quote and picard's like kind of like their general guy who's been killing a bunch of like all the breed all like vulcans romulans he's got he's just a mass murderer of of anybody who's not human and of course him seven um, Rios, I think his name is the pilot. But there's like there's a, a cast of five people, and they go back in time, you know. And, they go, and so they have to go back and they have to find out what's causing it. There's a moment in time, they find that time, and they have to basically slingshot around the sun. But the the ship they don't have, they in this world they do like a like a like hey we're gonna 
kill one of us. We we have a, we've captured like the leader of this group of people, and we're going to murder them. And it happened to be a Borg queen this time around. Mm. So they kidnapped the Borg queen because they need her to help the ship to go back in time. You know, slingshot around the sun. Right. And they mentioned Kirk, so it wasn't like a like a we're just the first time we're doing this, right? right. But what I thought was interesting is like they get to go back in time to fix it, and there's a moment where there's there's two con- two um, what do you call it two callbacks or homages to uh, number four, the Star Trek number four, mm-hmm. um, Voyage Home, right. you know, seven and the other girl. There's another girl. They're on a bus, and there's a punk rock guy, and he's singing "I Hate You" that song from right. four, same actor, and seven leads in, hey. Hey, can you please turn that off? Like it, word for word from the movie, he kind of freaks out and turns it off. He's like, "Sorry, I just I just like that song." Like he knows, like like yeah. it's it's because he's also older in this time timeline. Because right. and then the other one, Rios, because they're from you know, uh, he he's, meets a woman and she's like, "Where are you from? Don't tell me you're from outer space." He's like, "No, I'm actually from." Ecuador I, I work in outer space like and I'm like ah, I get that's a good one then there's a moment where um they uh mentioned Chekhov President Chekhov but his name's Anton Chekhov and I thought that was a nice little homage to the kid who played you know Chekhov in the movies yeah I was like oh that's kind of nice that they did that um then there was another thing too is again in this version of the, in this timeline soon's still around which is how you get brent spider in the show right Mm. and he is trying to uh perfect cloning and he's got a daughter and he's trying to keep cloning her you know it's a subplot Mm. but that subplot he finds out thanks to q that statues are erected him erected of him in this future because there's so many different um in this timeline you become a hero among people mm-hmm. like you create these things that help us be dominant in the, in the universe so he's like but you picard's in your way so you kind of have to find a way to stop picard kind of thing right um in the end obviously good guys win but soon pulls out a file that he's like because now his work is completely ruined he pulls out a file and it's called project con i was like oh. <laughs> i'm like all right okay um the third uh the third season was basically let's get the bang let's get the gang back together mm-hmm. one last ride um everybody's in it everybody um with the exception of wesley but he pops up in season two i'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil that one for you you know yeah. <laughs> he kind of pops up at the very end because when he left next generation it was to be a traveler yeah well in the spoilers in the end of season two the girl who was soon's daughter she leaves obviously him because she finds out spoilers she's a clone and that he really doesn't really never really really loved her he was more about his legacy kind of thing so wesley pops up and says hey you know i got an opportunity for you to you know kind of join us you know travel the world and do all this kind of stuff and i think she said yeah they don't really kind of they leave it kind of ambiguous um but he doesn't show up in season three so, but in season three, they got Worf, they got Crusher, they got Riker, they got Troy, they got Jordy, they got Data, yeah. uh, and uh, they got who's the seven and Picard, obviously. So they got the seven. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is this one kind of annoyed me to be honest. This season is because it starts off with Beverly Crusher. She sends a message to Picard, who now is. The plot of season two, basically, the reason why Q did what he did, he did is because 
Picard is um, alone and he doesn't want to commit to this Romulan woman mm-hmm. and Q is dying and he's like, I don't want you to be alone. You know, like, and he's kind of like, I did this for you kind of thing. You know, that stupid, oh, yeah. that Q logic of, no, I changed the entire universe, you know, to seize the moment and allow yourself to be loved kind of thing, right? <laughs> right? So in season three, he's kind of has a relationship with the, with the Romulan woman, but it's not, it, it, they're getting ready to go somewhere and he's definitely of the, I'm retired from Starfleet, but yet they always find a way to call him back in. Mm-hmm. Like, just when I'm out, they pull me back in. Well, now Crusher sends a, a, a coded message on his old um, Starfleet com from Next Generation. You know, it's like a subspace thing, and he there's an and he's like doesn't understand it, um, but she's in trouble, and so now the girl was like, well, "Didn't you have a relationship? Just go. Like we're never really going to have be able to have a relationship because I'm going to go off here, and you're now going to go traipse around the universe to save people. That's what you do." I kind of it, it kind of ends like that, and I'm kind of irritated. I'm like, this is, this is supposed to be the last season three is the last season, so they never really go back to that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because spoiler, big spoiler, you find out Picard has a son, and it's Crusher's the mom. All <laughs> right, right. You're like surprise, <laughs> right? And I was kind of, I was immediately annoyed. I'm like, really, like. Because you never really, they kind of were on again, off again in the show. And they even talk about how they were on again, off again. And I was like, so really, so, and Picard obviously rightly is pissed off because he doesn't know he has a son. Right. Um, and he, the son and Crusher are um, are kind of being pursued and hunted and they're wanted. And so Crusher reaches out to Picard to help save me, not only me, but, you know, my your, your, your son. But he doesn't know that it's his son until like, episode two or three right. you know and he's rightly pissed like you know he does rest saver but in the meantime he has to get will's help for something and the the captain of the titan that seven of nine is now a uh, second in command a number one at has the forge's daughter who happens to be a pilot you know and so there's a way to and jordy is the caretaker of a uh, museum and in that museum has all the big, all the famous ships from like all throughout Star Wars history, Star Wars, Star Trek history. You know, like even the the bird of prey, even the bird of prey Klingon ship that they used in this we call it Episode Four. I mean, the f- movie Four right. that Kirk, you know, even has that, the bounty on it on it on it. Um, <clears throat> so they get there's a moment where you're like, well, how do they bring Data in, right? And because if you see, there is a big photo of like the cast on the Enterprise D. Mm. And you're like, well, how the fuck did they pull that off? Because the D was destroyed and all this. And spoilers, they go, they need to go to the museum for something. And um, that's where they get, the, they get the Ford. And then they have to break into a, where the Enterprise keeps, well, not the Enterprise, the Starfleet keeps kind of all like their secret stuff. Mm. Uh, so Worf, Riker, and who's the third person? Uh, I forget who the third person was. They go in to, you know, find out something bad happens in the show, but it was more of a distraction to, you know, they stole two things from this place, the weapon and something else, and they don't know what that something else is, so they're going to investigate, mm-hmm. but they have to do it underground because Picard's wanted, there's like, you know, it's like they're being hunted, mm-hmm. you know, because they did something that they were like, you know, they were going to get court-martialed for. It was like, you know, they were doing, they were... Breaking the law, 
Right. They were doing their own thing. You're like, fuck it, we're old. Who gives a shit? So they go to this, like, secret place and... <laughs> like, I'm laughing because it's like, it sounds so much like like the old, like, the, like episode two to whatever for Star Trek, the original series, you know, like, uh-huh. they, like, like they just made the next generation. They, this this whole, the last season was basically like... Let's get the bang. Let's get the band back together. Let's have some really good fun with it. Have, you know, and so they go to this place, and there's there's some major Easter eggs. One is they have a triple there. Number two, they have the body of Kirk, which I thought was interesting. You know, I was like, oh, why do they? Why would they have that there? Whatever. But then they have what looks to be like Data, except he's an old man mm-hmm. at this point. And you find out that while Data might have sacrificed himself, he's also a computer program. So there was ba- a backup of him. So in the course of time, while trying to perfect, while Soon was trying to perfect humanity and stuff like this, or while other people have made attempts to, you know, do, to further Data to become human, there's a copy of Data, there's a copy of Lore, and there's a copy of B4 all in his head. Mm -hmm. And that to make him appear more, the human part, him trying to be more human, he has aged himself appropriately right. which is why he looks like an old person right. you know to be like so it doesn't that awful but i'm like all right what a workaround whatever you got the yeah but then there's this battle and moment like they they, they, they didn't have the de-aging money right well, no there was a couple of de-aging moments especially with q in season two but you can't do 10 episodes or like you know four episodes of young data standing around it just doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work and Believe it or not, plot-wise, it actually made sense because they have that moment that kept an exposition of Soong explaining what this version of Data is, like, and how it's not Data. It's these three these three routines working together as one, sort of. Mm-hmm. But then you know, there's a moment that you get, you can bring Lauren back. You can bring Data in. You can bring B four, and there's like a like a little moment. There's for who's going to reign supreme, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> you know, you need that moment because shit's popping off in, in the ship that they're in, and they need Data's help. And but Data is like, but Lore's in charge now because it's kind of like a body. Like they're one program is taking over the other, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like Lore. And he's like, "Fuck you, I ain't doing shit." And they're like, "Data, we know you're in there. You got to reach, please, Data. You got to fight for your survival, kind of thing." And there's a moment where Data's talking to you know Lore, and they're like, you know, kind of talking it out, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm like, all right, you know, makes sense. Whatever, it's fun, just fun. But there's a moment where they because spoilers. This time around, all the Federation have networked their ships together, right? So that they can, you know, communicate to each other better and work as a unit together. Well, this new version of a Borg person has taken over. Not the Borg from the season two. That's completely not even non-existent at this point. Mm. This entity has decided to take over, has taken over the program. So now all the new Federation ships are now working in tandem to destroy the Federation, right? Because, you know, spyware, I guess, right? So the only thing... That's the password, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> oh, my God, same as my luggage. So Jordy says, well, I actually have something that might help us because we need a, a starship that predates all the up- retro upgrades. We, he has bought and found the shell of the Enterprise D. 
and he has been slowly restoring it for the museum purposes. So that's how you get the whole old crew on the Enterprise D. Yeah. It's basically like I've been. It's like I bought the old car and I'm trying to restore it, and we now need it because the programming on that is not synced to that. So it's up to us and the Enterprise D. Just one last woohoo! Let's go, boys! You know, and I'm like, all right, it works. There's a moment that they have to fly into the board. Like into a board cube, um, and Data is like, "I need you for me to take over," and he does. I would call the Fast and the Furious through this, and you're like, and he's like dancing, he's smiling, and you hear Troy in the background is like, "Why do I sense immense glee?" And you look, and there's Data smiling from ear to ear because he has the emotion chip in him, and he's like spinning around, he's like skidding around things. I mean. And you see the Enterprise D do a drift in space, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, they're just ha- it's it's one last. Let's have some fun with it." And you can see that everyone just didn't have a good time. There was some really good humor in it. It was, I would say, they went out really swinging. It also closed a couple gaps because there's something going on with the sun that they needed, and, and you find out what the second thing is that they needed, and how it all ties into all the other two you know, the first season, you're like, oh, okay, now I know why. I didn't like the, why did it have to be Cart? Why did Cart have to have a son? Like, why? <sighs> but one of the things in Enterprise, in Generations, was that Picard was always worried that he was the last of the line mm-hmm. and that he would never be able to, he never got married, never had kids, blah, blah, blah. So it kind of loops into, it ties into everything of the of the seasons. And it was really good. It was It was enjoyable. Like, if you're a Star Trek fan, I really... Okay. Really, really recommend it. I even started watching Discovery just because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in a Star Trek Star Trek frame of mind. Let me yeah. just see if I can get in this show, and then I'll wait till after I do season one or maybe season two, and maybe check out you know Strange New Worlds or whatever I think that one is with um, Christopher Pike and Spock as they're bouncing from planet to planet. Yeah. It was it was it was fun. I, I recommend like if you're if I agree with Dave. If you're a fan of Star Trek, you should be watching this because it's really it's nice to see them all around. And I, I'm a little concerned for Sir Patrick Stewart because he's getting kind of long in the tooth there, and right. I'm like, definitely could tell that his age is catching up to him. And I'm like, oh, just <sighs> fuck. <laughs> like now, I'm like after this season, I never want to see him again. I, and I, don't, I mean that in all affection because if Sir Patrick Stewart were to pass away. I would rather want to remember him as the fond memories you the, have. The or... fond memories of him, like you know, like everyone's got. Like I have a grandmother who passed away, but she passed away in an old, an old folks' home. I would rather have remember her being. I never went to go see her because I wanted to remember her as the cigarette smoking, cursing, rum and coke drinking kind of person that she was. I don't want to see the shell of the human being that she became. Right. Sean Connery, perfect example. Sean Connery died. I don't know what he looked like when he died. You know how I remember him. From the last movie he was in, uh, which was uh, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah, and I'm like that's I'm like that's the last thing I remember him in, and I'm like the and I'm like that to me is uh, or that or young James Bond, right? But I'm like I got it, like I didn't see how like, frail he might have gotten at the end. To me, he still looked like a badass, like you know he could have been 95 and felt like I've beat the shit out of some dude. Right. You know, 
That's that's uh that's kind of what I did, Ed. Yeah, you don't want you want to see like Star Trek: The Next Next Generation, right? Right. And Captain Picard's like, I pooped myself <laughs> in engage my underwear. <laughs> number one, I went to number two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that because then you'd be like, you know, you'd have to hire somebody. You'd need a lot of money to kind of de-age data a little bit because I just can't. Oh, Captain, that's not logical. Oh. <laughs> I sense, I sense something weird in Troy. Like I don't know, it's weird. That's me. I'm incontinent. <laughs> Number one, and gay. Oh, I threw out my shoulder. <laughs> I just don't want that. I was like, you know. Also, Guinan makes an appearance in uh, season two as well. Right. They bring a young Guinan in too. Like, you go, I'm like, all right, so that's, that's what she would look like if she was younger. All right. Not, it's not young Whoopi Goldberg. It's right. a completely different actress. Uh, they did, I think they de aged John Delancey for an issue. And then, because you're like, well, they bring Q in. How did they do that? Q is old and his excuse for being old is basically I need to be look like this reluctantly to put your mind at ease Picard right. <laughs> you know? I mean like I mean, I'm like you're not really spoiling everything because I've, I've, I've already been given away to right. by somebody else and, and articles and stuff like that because I am curious you know but I'm not it's a fun show yeah. like I said it's it's it was I mean I got I mean, there was like 10 episodes in each season so it was like in the two weeks that we've haven't done the show I was like why well, I saw season 2 and then I saw season 3 and I'm like oh that's it for the Picard show fuck <laughs> I was like man I kinda give me like a Christmas episode like a 90 minute like Picard one last year <laughs> you know like there are some some plot holes that I'm like yeah, you didn't close that one does he go back to the Romulan woman because he never really you know he's now got a son and you know Crusher and him are they but he's kinda like a dad he doesn't it's like <laughs> like Picard and I need a sitcom of Picard trying to be a father, you know, to a 20-something-year-old dude. Like, you're not my father. I am. You know, apparently I my DNA is part of you. <laughs> you weren't there when I was growing up. You old man tramping around the galaxy doing what, what not. I didn't even know you existed. Blame your mother. <laughs> like... <laughs> and did people forget she's got another son? What happened to him? Right. <laughs> like, Someone, someone posed that question, like, why didn't Wesley show up? Like, you know, all this is going on, and how come, like, does he know? And and what and, um, recall, Will Wheaton actually had an answer, a response. He's like, look, I wasn't asked, and here's how I feel like my character as the Traveler f- plays it out. I can't get involved in those people. It's my job to make sure that things fall in a certain pattern, or mm-hmm. I forget whatever the job was. And he p- explained what the job is that the character, his character is, and he's like, which is why I'm not involved in any of this stuff because I don't. There's a natural order to things, and right. it have to it has to play out the way it is. He's kind of like a watcher, right. you know, and he watches. Where Q is a doer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I think you'd enjoy it, even though I spoiled some stuff, and you knew it's still an enjoyable watch. You're just gonna. Kind of just have to sit down and slow down just to kind of watch right, it. You, you know, it's it's one of those things where I had the time and I was like, well, you know what? I'm off Tuesday and Wednesday. Let me go watch it and see if I can get into it. Because this first season was okay. Like, I, I thought it was all right. I had my problems with it because I felt it kind of was kind of hokey of like, 
oh, so you cure him of this, and now you make him a robot, like, kind of, now he's got a, an electronic body, well, he's still going to age like a human, right? You know, he kind of does, you know, I'm like, but he's now doesn't have those flaws as a, as old Picard would have been, like that brain issue that he had. You know, I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's right. Because at the end, he, I think he had a disease or something like right, that. Right, it, it was going to deteriorate his brain. So in season one, it was basically, it was catching up to him and he was going to die. And then it was like kind of one last, like, he didn't want to help the, this girl. But then she finds out that there's like a tie to data and and that has to do with artificial intelligence and, you know, the next step, next wave of evolution in the step of, you know, the... The, the the androids mm. like so he goes to the planet and they, they know about it and so they actually have like a body replica waiting for him going hey it's, it's here for if you want it huh? mm-hmm. you know you're gonna die you don't have to it's it's right here and he kind of it's get he kind of gets forced into the position that he's in i mm. think for if i can remember and of course you know there's a bad guy on the on the island and you know they want to you know defeat picard right <laughs> I mean, it's my show. <laughs> I gotta be the hero. Um, and then bringing characters who can do more athletic stuff because I'm old. <laughs> uh, it's my job to sit in a chair and go engage. <laughs> oh, number two. Quick, give me my stroller. <laughs> uh, teleport this poop right out of my underwear. <laughs> so, all right so um did you speaking of of shows though did yes. you finish and watch season three of mandalorian oh i did i did you know what i could never even put that on my list of things that i watched I did, I did. yes i did i i completed all of the mandalorian in fact the season finale we stacy and i watched that day because we were already caught up Oh, okay. So I I did everything. I seen it all, Ed. So what did you think? I mean, yeah. I it was all right. <laughs> I mean, I like. I guess I feel like if I thought it was like blew my mind, blew my hair back, I maybe I would have been like making notes. Like, oh my god, this is great! I completely. I was more interested in telling talking about Picard than I was Mandalorian. Um, I thought it was okay. Like I, 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 I mean, I just, I mean, to me when they. When they brought out IG eleven, they made him IG twelve. Right, and right. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, right, right. There's the like Grogu is definitely comic relief because now he's like, yes, 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 yes. I, I, you know, him running around the lights with the the star, the we call it the stormtroopers shooting at him. Yeah, I can definitely see like how they introduce that they can use the Mandalorian to bridge the gap between. Episode six and episode seven, mm. you know, because you can start start seeing the like, the, oh, like, look, uh, Gideon's uh, has clones in himself, and they're trying to, uh, I'm gonna say, kind of like people who are mad at some of the stuff in the last trilogy, they kind of put in to be like, no, we know this because of this. Right. They're kind of like retroactively trying to fix some of the holes in the universe by. Filling it through the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's, it's episode nine, where, where uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, the, the 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 one pilot. He's like somehow Palpatine's back. Right, right. You're going what? <laughs> right now, here you go. Like, oh, there's Gideon, and he's like you know cloning himself. Like okay, well, all right, and like they didn't 
the girl who's the spy, they never closed that loop. Right. You know, I'm like, all right, and now the Mandalorian, like, <laughs> Grogu is now a <sighs> Jedi Mandalorian? Yeah. I mean, uh, like, all right, sure, why not? You know, I'm in. Like, I, I'm, I enjoyed it. I thought... I enjoy the show, and I'm I'm interested to see where they're going to go with season four. But I feel like they're gonna they got to start deviating because I mean everybody's a Mandalorian now. Bo Katan, like I I jumped in and I saved them. Well, you were in those waters, right? Huh? You haven't taken your helmet off, right? Huh? Guess what? Surprise! You're now purified. <laughs> um. Then when they're like, well, she can, you know. She, take off your helmet and she's like is this a trick like right. like I, I don't well I don't want to I think her character development I think was more interesting this time around because she got to see Mandalorians like come together and stuff like that um, what was the whole idea was the fact right. was that they were they were reuniting the this right group of their people, people their people back together and, and bring them back to their planet to to make them one in the well universe. right but th- at first they had a nice little patch of land in the uh other episodes, uh, yeah. yeah, you're like, all right, well, you can sit down here, Mando, and raise a farm where I guess bring friends. I'll give you all this land for helping us out, and then they all leave. <laughs> what was the idea? It was like, like you, you don't know if you're going to succeed or not, but you have a place. Sure, to you have. You'll always have a home here in Navarro, and you're like, I just got to think, Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, all right, awesome. And then they go land on Mandalore, and um, obviously it's fine. You're like, oh my god, it's great. Let's move in. You know, first we got to fight, and then she she breaks the sword. You're like, oh okay, like that was was that your whole people? That that's the symbol, and it breaks. Right. Um, I can understand why some people feel that the show has gone off the rails a little bit when. Star Wars as a whole, because when you have Lizzo, Jack Black, and Christopher Lloyd on their shows, you tend to forget, you tend to not think of them as the character on the show. You go, oh my God, that's Jack Black. Right. Oh my God, that's Lizzo. Christopher Lloyd? Oh shit, he's gotten fucking old. Right. Like again, you're like, oh, I would rather have remember him as Doc Brown than this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, great. Like I said, there, there's different things. I'm, I'm getting excited now for Ahsoka. It's coming out in August. I mean, you know, because right. I know, I know, the, like the the people from Rebels is going to be there. right. I, I can't wait to see Thrawn. Yeah, and I've seen Grand Admiral <clears throat> Thrawn. I mean, that's going to be awesome to see on a, on its right. own. You know, like, but there's so many things that you're going. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of want to see more of Mandalorian because it's like you go, yeah, it's kind of goofy here and there. You know, like kind of thing. But, but you Star go, Wars, but Star Wars has been kind of goofy here and there. But it like it makes sense. That's a that's a thing that like you you go to you got to go. You looked at the sequel trilogies, and none of it made sense because they they were trying different things. They had like two different right. like directors right. to, to put this together, and they didn't have an outline, which they should right. have done. But right. that's We've... hindsight <laughs> Hold on, yeah. put your put your put your stool away, Ed. My little soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 one of those type of things where I'm like I'm like this is probably one of the few times that I'm really enjoying Star Wars now because. Like I've always, you feel like, uh, yeah, you kind of feel like you got through the bullshit, and now you can kind of. They're good stories, or yeah. like you know, like oh, look, this is an action adventure. Like some people, I, I, the IG twelve thought I thought was cute. You know, the ending, him being basically 
it's how they quietly wrote off Cara Dune's character. Right. Like, oh, she's no longer this, but now we got our guy right here, the robot. Right. She was like, she because she was supposed to get her own series, like a right. Ranger, and that's with like, Lucy Lawless. Yeah. You yeah, know, just, and that got shit canned because of it, shamefully. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I would like to see more, but again, I can see why people were a little bit miffed of. You know, seeing like Jack Black, I'm like, oh, Jack Black's in Star Wars. Star Wars now, it's canon. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I, I mean, Lizzo. I, I, I got that. You know, and it was just like they, but there was like it just the, for a moment it pulled you out, and every time you see me going, Jack Black. Yeah. You know, Jack waiting for him to go get some crazy and Lizzo. I'm like, all right, it's Lizzo. I know her name, and I know some of her music, and then oh, it's Christopher Lloyd. Oh my God, it's Christopher Lloyd. Like. <laughs> so but I mean like even like when I saw the characters like there was a guy named Zeb in one of the episodes he, he was talking to the one pilot in that in that bar looking thing. okay he was a purple guy he was from Rebels so oh like, you know, okay so yeah I would never have known that because right, like, I don't watch Rebels strong, right but I was saying, like now, I'm, now I'm like almost gearing up to watch Rebels, right? Because they, they, he did Dave Filoni dropped enough of uh, like Easter eggs and breadcrumbs to be like, here you go, remember this character? Everyone kind of likes him, you know. Here you go, here you go. Oh, there's a guy. Oh, look at this. And you're like, oh, I want more of that. Give well, let's say they, they the trailer the trailer showed three other characters, two other characters, and if sure, uh, there was. Um, um, Shit, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh my god, it, it's more like if it's probably a sh- hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was there was Hera, which she was she was the the Twelic, the Green Twelic, and she was in Rebels. She was the she was the leader of the Ghost. She was the captain of the Ghost ship. Um, and then there was also Sabine Wren, who was a Mandalorian. That's why the like the Dark right. Saber kind of right. more of like a story to, in the in that time. And she she got the the, the Dark Saber. She found it and right. ended up you know giving it to. Um, um, Bo Katan, right? And, but she lost it to uh, right, right. We yeah to get Moff Gideon and, and, so and, and yeah, yes. so forth and so on. So you see the life of the Black Saber, and to have it just crushed, you're like, oh, I guess uh, what a symbol. Oof. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. There was a couple things I think Stacy and I on that episode were like, really? Why would you do that? Like, really? All right, like. <laughs> I forget at the moment. If it was more fresh in my memory, I would have should have written it down. Yeah. Now, like I remember this plot hole. Fuck that. All right. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. And I recommend it. And okay. Just move on from there, I guess. Well, will you recommend uh, Rebels? Yeah, <clears> I do. <throat> I highly recommend Rebels. I like uh, a couple people that I've talked to. They're Star Wars fans. They watched the first few episodes of season one. And they said it sounded like it seemed kiddie, and I said. You know what? I, 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 the animation the does animation. seem very young. Well, some of the storylines was very uh, childlike. But gotcha. But you it, gotta... was, it was it was one of those things because it was a child that it was about, like type of thing. Mm. It was about this character Ezra Bridger, who uh, was a thief basically on his planet that to survive basically. You know, like type of thing. And of course, his fucking face, Aladdin. Right, one step it, in front of the runner. Da, 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 da. That's the thing. He had the wavy hair. He had the same nose. Right. So he looked like Aladdin. <laughs> so that a lot of people are going, you know, it's just Aladdin's face is what I want. Right. Darth Vader hunting me down. I'm going to get those rebels one day. 
But as it got towards the end of the series, it got a little bit more serious. Right, it got more serious. It got more adult. And then, yeah, and then season two, it really got more, like, like more. you got more emotion. Em- we get you with the kitty stuff, and then we sucker punch you with the adult material. Right. Yeah, it's like, right. You know, the, the choices they have to make and the people they lose. Right. It's basically like, no, no, go ahead. Sit your kid down and watch that show. It's perfectly safe. Kid, give us about 10 episodes. We're going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> and it gets... <laughs> I gotta watch Rebels, Mom. That, that show is so wholesome. Oh my god, it's like fucking Aladdin in space. It's great. She was like, dude, we're gonna cut up people's heads, arms, legs. Fucking great. Just stick with us. <laughs> Animated Hooters. You're in, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that adult. <laughs> not that adult. Uh, no, but you, you know, there are tight outfits, Bo Katan's running around in that skimpy little Mandalorian outfit, you know, wielding a dark saber, like whoz, whoz, whoz. Oh, I really like her. Yeah, that's right, kid. I know you do. Pulls off the helmet and flips her short red hair, like, uh huh. You might remember me as Starbuck. <laughs> 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 What's Starbucks? It's Battlestar Galactica. Ask your dad. <laughs> Mom's like, oh my god, it's so wholesome. Look, he's so cute, adorable. All those characters. You know, you can, we don't have to watch that show. You can watch it by yourself. We don't have to police what you're watching with this show. It's Star Wars. It's good and wholesome. Come here, kid. Oh, it's good. we're gonna bring you to the dark side. We're gonna blow your fucking mind. No, that guy cut in half. <laughs> See that guy? He's gonna lose a hand. Oh, that guy's gonna get chopped up like mincemeat. Oh, the whole time your mom's gonna be like, "Oh, it's so wholesome." Or not? Not at all. She's coming. Oh, hi! One stop and head to the front line. Oh, the she gone? Oh, dude. Lightsabers. People get shot in the face. Starship's blowing up bodies everywhere. Oh, oh, shh. Oh, hi, golly gee. Look at me. I have a lightsaber. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. (laughs) Blow your fucking mind. (laughs) We're going to make you cry, but all the good ways. (laughs) Don't get it. It's Game of Thrones, but cartoon style. <laughs> Never uh, watched a single episode. <laughs> I got invested in it. I I thought it was good. Sure, I, I watched it was like still in the Disney XD days, you know. Right, right, right. I actually, I think I'm all on on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever it was. <laughs> right, yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch it on Disney Plus now. Before, all right, you gotta get yourself all geared up. Yeah, get all excited uh-huh. again. I know you come back. You always come back. <laughs> One stop, head of the front line. Oh, the Empire's on my ass again. Chewie, what are we going to do? He's not, I know he's, he's not an infant. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Here comes the Empire. We got a runaway. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What's the, uh, what's the, what do you call it, uh, the Robin Williams song? Uh, you got a friend of me, or was it, uh, yeah, uh, you never had a friend like me, never had a mentor like me. Da-da-da. 
Never had a Jedi Master like me. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, speaking of Star Wars, we do want to mm-hmm. make a public service announcement that this week, actually, in select theaters, Return of the Jedi is uh, the right, 40th May the anniversary is, uh, this year, actually. So right. it's out in theaters just this week up until May 4th. So if you get this, you know. If you get a chance, go see it in the theaters. If you've right. never seen it, go ahead. Right. I know that Fortnite's bringing in uh, Anakin Skywalker, the adult version. There you go. I'm like, oh, May 2nd. Oh, get my get my ruples ready. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going, all right, get my V-Bucks up, all loaded. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? You know, Anakin, I'm in. I'm like, so he's just like, you don't even like him as a character. You call him a whiny little bitch. I'm like, yeah, he is, but now I can run around and shoot people. <laughs> Dress like Anakin. I can be like, pew, pew. I can't be a Jedi, but I'm going to have a vo- real victory. Pew, pew. She's like, you're so stupid. <laughs> You married me. <laughs> That's piss poor judgment on your part. <laughs> I got nothing to do with that. You married me. What are you supposed to say? You knew I was useless. <laughs> you made me Wasn't your... like I was hiding all that time. <laughs> right. Look at me for God's sakes. <laughs> Stick a controller in my hand, and I'm all in. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So uh, I guess the big question, Ed, is what's coming out on video on Blu-ray? All right. Glad you asked. And the answer I did is... pre-order my copy of Quantumania and uh, Shazam Fury of Gods. All right. So just, you know. Should be coming to my door sometime this month. Because it's my birthday. My birthday month. <laughs> uh, not really too much coming out this, this <laughs> Ain't week. Ain't shit coming out. <laughs> 80 for Brady is coming out this week. <laughs> uh, Champions with Woody Harrelson is coming out. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you know what's weird is the fact that as a person who peruses voodoo at least a million times a day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, Champions I can buy right now. 80 for Brady's out right now. I think you can buy them. Like, now, like, Quantumania and I think Fury, Shazam, I could buy them right now if I wanted to. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to spoil it for myself. Right. Like, I know that Ant-Man will probably hit Disney Plus before I get the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think it's the end of this month it's coming out. Uh, yeah, it's like, like the 23rd. Both yeah. of them are coming out, I think, a week apart. And I'm like, all right, well, the end of the month, I'll be busy. All right. All right. All right, let's go with the five Ks. You ready? The five Ks. The five, oh my god! The 5Ks. Oh my god! The four Ks. Shit, I gotta buy new shit. Uh, Deep Impact's getting a four K release this week. Skyline is getting a four K release for release this week. Wings of Desire is getting a four K. Never heard of that one. Yeah, there have I. Uh, and on the wings of love, a individual steel book of. Star Wars Episode 4 New Hope. Steelbook of Star Wars Episode 5 The Empire Strikes Back. And finally, this week, Star Wars Episode 6 Return of the Jedi. Individual Steelbook. Is that like a Best Buy exclusive? Um, actually. Sean, let's just fuck that and find out. I think it's on Amazon. Really? Well, yeah, it could be like a. Because that's it, I usually get this stuff from Blu-ray.com, and most of that stuff right. gives you right to uh, Amazon to buy. So <laughs> 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 they're not putting it in like a box set. 
No, just individually. Mission Impossible 2, uh, 4K steel book. Oh, you sons of bitches. All right. Uh, 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 there's Rocky. There's the Batman. Crank, no. Dracula. <laughs> oh, quick. While I'm looking. Uh, Star Wars. Let me just go Star Wars. <laughs> uh, 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 Star Episode, A New Hope. Uh, New Hope. Hope, H O P E. I need one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. It's only a Best Buy. Oh, it is only a Best Buy. Yeah, Star Wars A New Hope, Steelbook, 4K Ultra HD. Does the episode 4 have R2 on it? Episode 5 has Yoda on it. Episode 6 has Vader on it. I'll be honest, not a fan of the books. Okay. Not, I, I, I was worried. I'm like, how am I going to fucking. That's. That's almost a hundred dollars worth of fucking Star Wars stuff. I can't, I can't, Ed. I can't. I just no, 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 no. Next week I bought them. <laughs> I can't. I gotta. I, I, I'll be honest. I, you know why? <laughs> fucking Disney. Because it's Disney one hundred. Yeah. So episode four has Disney one hundred R two D two on it and the Steelbook. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's nice at all. I don't like. I don't like it. I think it's. I think it looks ridiculous, to be honest. And Disney 100, Star Wars, and it's just, it's just R2. I'm like, why him? It's not even his. I mean, uh, I'm, just, I'm irritated by this whole thing. Like, the, the Disney animated stuff, this is where this is where Sean gets like, he's, he's not, folks, I'm just telling you now, the only reason why he's getting angry is he's trying to talk himself out of buying. No, no, I'm seriously, like, I'm seriously he's, he's not even. He's looking at that going, like, why would I buy it? It's terrible. It's got the Disney 100 logo. I don't like that at all. I don't like the fact that it's R2 or just Yoda or it's Vader. Why is it Vader on Return of the Jedi? Shouldn't be. Well, no, well, we're, no, no. Well, Vader, you know, because it's his story. It's the end of history. I get, I get that one. But and Yoda, you introduce Yoda and in Empire. I get that. But why R2? Why not Luke? Because he's the more lovable character. Everybody, yeah, I know. I'm just like, all right. I mean, in the inside, it's, I'm like, I'm like, all right. If you don't own the movies and you want, like, if as a Disney person, I'll be. If I was a major D, if I was a major Disney purchaser, I'd be all over this because I would want to get all the hundred, the hundred anniversary stuff. Because you know, like, you're never going to find that again. It's 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 a hundred years of yeah. fucking Disney. You know, you should that should be part of a collection. I'm just it's just not doing it for me. I'm sorry. And I and I and I'm you were like, you know, you're saying you you just he's trying to talk himself. I'm not really. I'm just like, well <laughs> there's this part of me that's gonna go, that's is it gonna sell? Easy doing it. Easy yeah. Like uh, is it gonna sell? Like it's maybe gonna, it's gonna sell out. I'm gonna tell you that right now because if it's probably a limited there's probably like five copies that are gonna be at my <laughs> best buy and they're gonna be sold by the five guys that work there that love Star Wars. Right. You know, like type of thing. You're gonna walk in on a Tuesday morning and like at the, open the doors and the the rack where the label has it is, well, is gonna be empty. And all three of them it. say pickups not available, but you can order and get it by May fourth. I mean, it's legitimately like five days away from now. But so apparently they can take, I, you can get them online. Right. I'm sure they'll be sold out by May fourth. Right. You know. I, all right. I mean, they have a Funko Pop movie poster, Star Wars: A New Hope. That's sixty. $60 for that? Man. Made a force be out of my ass with his money. <laughs> Holy mackerel. All right. 
right. Good for them. Good for them. What else? All right, let's move on to video games. All right, what's coming out? Uh, Age of Wonders 4, developed by Triumph Studios and published... Uh, developed by Triumph... Oh, published by Paradox Interactive for the PS5, Xbox Series, SX, and PC, and that's coming out Tuesday the 2nd. Then we have Redfall, developed by Arcane Studios and published by Bethesda South Softworks for the Xbox Series S and X and the PC. It's coming out Tuesday as well. Right, that's one of the titles I wanted to play, but it's not owned by Bethesda and it's owned by Microsoft, so it's a Microsoft exclusive. Fuckers. Then there's Super Dungeon Marker, developed and published by Firechick for okay. the Switch. That's in PC. It's coming out Wednesday the 3rd. Then right. we have Ravenlock. Developed and published by Coco Cucumber. Coco Cucumber? Coco Cucumber. That's Woo. the name of the show. For the Xbox Series SNX and Xbox One and PC, it's coming out Thursday the 4th. All right. And finally, Death or Treat. Developed <laughs> by... De- S- because Death or Cake was copyrighted by Eddie Izzard? I guess so. Death or Cake. <laughs> uh, cake? Here you go. Death or Cake. Death, I mean Cake. Oh... You said that. <laughs> Sorry. That's developed by Sasona Studios and published by Perp Games for the PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, and PC, and that's coming out Friday the 5th. Okay. And that is it for the games this week. I'm trying to think, is there anything... You know what, Ed? Yeah. There is something else coming out on the 5th. There is. Yes. What? For the PS4 and the Xbox One. What? Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Uh, you're like... That's not on my list. <laughs> Didn't make it from Game Informer. Really? My own fucking company fucks up. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe because it's already been released on the Xbox, the PS4, PS5 and Xbox X. Um, but yeah, this Friday is the release of Hogwarts Legacy for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Mm. Um, I mean, I've talked about it enough. It's a good game. If you haven't gotten it, I've, I recommend it. It's I would say out of that list. Uh, apparently, I'm getting it for the Switch. And <laughs> stop by my biz, my place of business to pick up his copy of a game that we're about to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it real briefly because Ed hasn't touched it. He touched it for about five minutes, ten minutes. <laughs> I played a good. I played a good twenty minutes. All right, there yeah. you go. Good twenty minutes. Um, so I guess we'll go right into it. I'm playing Jedi Survivor. Yes. Uh, came out last week, well, this past weekend. Came out Friday 28th. Yes. Um, I got the deluxe edition because, you know, I'm bougie like that. Right. Uh, came with some extra content. It's all like, oh, here's this, here's a, you know, you can play, you can dress him up looking like this, and you can dress BB-8 looking like that. Not BB-8, uh, BD-1. Um, I, I... I'm, I'm so far right now. I'm enjoying the game. It's, it's. I'm playing the normal mode, and I am frustrated from time to time because I am not. I'm not wrecking shop. I actually am fighting. You know, you get three different stances. You know, one with one lightsaber, a dual wield lightsaber, and then uh, you know, spoiler Ed, I guess I don't know, but he's got this this bow staff looking lightsaber like, yeah. uh, but it breaks into two. Right. And he can go. Whoosh, 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 well, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. it was already it was already given away because it showed you in the beginning of the right, game. Right, right. Him whoosh, 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 yeah. whoosh, whoosh. Um, The only thing I don't like about it is that you can't. You can only have two stances at a time. I'm, I'm just ho- hoping that like 
later in the game, you learn how to be able to switch between all three. Mm. Because, like, right now, I don't think you will, though, because um, when you get to a workbench, you have to pick which stances you're going to use and then move, keep going forward. So I feel like you can either single-wield, dual-wield, or get the, you know, bow staff one. You know, you can only pick two at a time. Mm. Now, it's not to say you can't go back and forth and switch them all around, you know, while you're every time you get to a meditation point. But I'm like, eh, it's kind of... Are you just gonna pick one and stick to it? Because like right now I'm, I have the single one and then the dual wield. I'm like, all right. And then I'm gonna get a blaster sooner or later, probably. Which I'm like, then he's not a Jedi. The Jedi doesn't need a blaster. Right. Don't need no blaster. But all right, if it's a game mechanic, I'll see what's going on. Um, there are some fights that I I came across that I felt were I was a little underpowered, and I think it's designed that way to me to go back later on when I I'm a little bit more get good mm. like uh i kind of fell into a, a a pit of sorts and i had a there was a uh an animal in there that i was like i think i should be okay and whooped my ass like multiple times like one hit kills i'm like oh you're you're giving me the dead you're you're giving me the we call it um Elden Ring type business ah. but the, the game kind of was like that in the first place because it did that anyway because like when you die when you get murdered or shot or whatever, whoever does the death kneel, they have all your power stuff, like mm. your souls, so to speak, and you got to go and at least hit that person to get everything back, right. you know, to continue on. Um, so I'm like, if you don't, if you don't stock up, if you lose it, you lose it, kind of deal. Uh, it's it's fun. It's a continuation of story. Story's good. Um, I haven't really gotten done how like. I kind of took me by surprise some of the moments, and I'm like, "Oh, they, they're going that way." All right, fine, sure. I don't want to spoil it because you did just you're 20 minutes in, <laughs> right? I mean, like, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give you kind of the the like, where are you at? You can spoil it for me because I feel like I'm already ahead of you. Yeah, you are because <laughs> I've been playing it nonstop, not nonstop, but when I got home Friday. After I, you know, put the wife to bed, I turned the game on. Last night I was playing because she was tired. So I was like, yeah, I'm getting a couple hours in. I think I have maybe like four or five hours total in so far. Yeah, I, like I said, I, the, it starts off, like I, I did Padawan. I didn't, like there's, there's four right, levels right, there's, of story yeah. mode, which is, I think you basically do nothing. Right, you're watch, basically like, watch, hey, watch wait, me. hold on. Ooh, touch him. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> and they hit you. It's more like a... It's like imagine like that little kid just hit well in a way and you're like whatever kid flink. <laughs> so that that's the lowest and then then, then it's Padawan and then it's uh, I think Jedi then Master or something like that like the, the yeah, four levels that you can play and I'm like well I'm just gonna do Padawan because I I haven't played this game you know right Star Wars and all but I mean I I got into it like you you start like because they they tell you the controls like the first few right, times like, right you know, kind of thing and you're like oh okay like I kind of remember this and I kind of remember that you know and you 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 now getting the muscle memory and it's a senator that basically has you captured that's how it starts right right and you you know of course it's a ruse because you kind of like you know like you think you could really capture me <laughs> right and he he sets this he has this. like the, to me it's, it's it's like this is how I would be a Jedi kind of thing because. He he gets the he gets his buddy BD, which is his little robot uh-huh. companion, uh-huh. and he sets an explosives off in the right. on the senator's yacht because the senator sends all these guards, and you may end up killing them all. 
Right. And he's like, oh, crap, I'm out of here. And you're going, all right, light, light it up, BD. And right. it goes up. And it's like the ship's coming, you know, going to come back to us. Like, you're standing, like, all proud. <laughs> right, you're, like, like sitting right, right. It's coming in hot. Oh, it's- <laughs> oh shit, oh, shit. And then you kind of have to run away a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's de- it definitely has, I would call it, the Star Wars flair to it, like, Story-wise, like, there's moments where it's like, oh, look at that, it's hysterical, like, ha-ha, oh, shit. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't go to plan, but it works out in a way. Right. So now you have to you have to get to the yacht, and you're going, monkeying, like, I call it monkeying around, but it's basically you're jumping around like a like a spider monkey. You're like a spider monkey. monkey, you're like Yoda from episode two. You go running, <laughs> you go running up these, like, uh, uh, vent-looking things that are, are right. basically the thing, and then you're going across a girder, basically. Tra- traversal levels, right, like, right. yeah. Um, and then, and then at one point you get, end up, like I said, I end up at the store and it's like, it, it's like you have to scan it and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, I don't understand this. And then there's a, there's a chest in there and there, there's like this, this, uh, power converter. And you're like, okay, great. Right. And you go, what do I do with that? And right. you're like, so I move on and I end up like killing more guards and now I'm trying to figure out how like get further from there. So that's as far as I got. <laughs> Like in the 20 minutes, because it's a lot of traversing. The, the thing with the, the game, it's probably going to take... I enjoyed the first one. Um, a lot of people, like to me, it's it's your classic, like, hey, we kind of have open world, but you still need to kind of follow this path. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it, just like the first one, at some point you're going to have to go back to because you start off in Corazon. Yeah. Through the game, you're probably going to wind up going back after you get like better, um, like those, some of those doors... That are going to be able to be lifted through the force. Yeah. I think you have to kind of earn those spots. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, well, you can't just automatically just open that heavy door. You gotta, you gotta earn it yeah. by doing this, 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 and this, and this. You know, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the the Quagon Gen like from the right. episode one. <laughs> like or maybe you, I can metal down. Right? Like I'll just stick the lightsaber in there and like it'll melt down and open the door. You know, like, nope, doesn't happen that way. You're like nerd. <laughs> like you think you just put your lights it's just gaming mechanics now you gotta go through this 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 and then we'll give you something like uh, I was on one of the levels I was at there's um, a remote bomb that follows you mm. so you can either like obviously the closer it gets the clo- it's basically like the Mario bomb if you think about it like the Mario bomb the closer it gets to you it starts to flash red and it's gonna explode so you gotta get, get out of the way or you can force pick it up and throw it you know pull and throw it somewhere mm. so like there's moments where you go to go well i gotta get over there how am i supposed to get there oh shit um okay let me ignore it because clearly i gotta come back to that and then like three minutes later you're in a different completely different part of the map and you're going so in order for me to get to that room i now have to get this bomb to basically chase after me and then pick it up and then throw it into this wall but that's gonna you know and you kind of have to juggle with like okay well i can't let it get too close to me but i can't go too far because if i go f- too far it's going to just go, it, a, different direction go a different direction it doesn't scan you anymore. right so you kind of have to and then there's like a jump that i have to like you know like to do the oh run along the side of the wall thing mm. and then it's still within range but you have to be over there and then force pull it and then force toss it to this wall that breaks down and you're like hey you you created a shortcut son of a you know, and there's like something like a kyber, not a kyber crystal, but there's some like crystals that you find and help meditate towards them to, you know, get your health up. And it becomes your standard game. Mm. Yeah, I think you'll put it in panel one. Might not be a bad idea. I'll look at, maybe I'll check out the, the, what do you call the trophies? And see like, is there a way around it? Because <laughs> like, 
Well, I said like like I, I'm 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 getting into an age. It's like I, I want still want to enjoy these games. Sure, but I want to beat them too. Like, right, like, right. Because there's times like I, like I get stuck somewhere and I'm like, ah, screw it, I'll <laughs> right. I'm never playing. I'm never right. this I'll, one. I'll never get. I'll never save the princess. F fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Never well, liked this, her name. This game's coming I, out. I'm in the brunettes anyway. She's fucking blonde. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 the first one, there was a couple fights that I, I dumbed it down because I was like, I kept getting my ass handed to me. And I'm like, the beauty of the game is the fact that when you're wielding that lightsaber towards other people, you kind of have to learn how to wield the lightsaber almost. You have to. Like, you can't, I'm a button masher. I'm a hack and slasher. If you throw me in with a sword, I'm just wheeling away. Like, I'll hit you sooner or later. I'll just keep swinging around. And I'll eventually, like, it's like that classic, you grab me a a gun. And I'm, like, closing my eyes and going, and bolts are flying everywhere. And I open my eyes and everyone's dead. I'm like, I don't know how I did it. But that's kind of how I game sometimes. (laughs) As you say, like, like like, the first one, the Jedi Fallen Order, the first big boss battle is with a seventh sister. It's a uh-huh. it's a it's a Sith, um, not a Sith Lord, but a Sith like. A, it's a Jedi Master who turned her back on, who to jump ship to become just for their own survival, right. and they they work for the 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 new order. Or whatever. I mean, I, it took me like four tries to finally beat her because I right. was saying I was a butt masher. And I'm like right. mashing, and there was a finesse. You right, you kind of have to really like, okay, I got to wield this thing. Let me parry, parry, dodge, right. stab. It becomes a dance, and you got to know the moves. And I'm like, no, no, sw- tap, 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 yeah. and I keep losing. In and I was on that one side. It was like the old Jedi. I don't know how far you got in that game. There was like an old Jedi you're fighting. You know, you got to fight, and he. Was just whooping my ass, and I was like, "I'm gonna dumb this down because I'm getting frustrated. I've been playing this game solid for two hours to get past just this one guy, yeah. and I'm like, I can't. I, I want to try to enjoy myself, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying hard not to do that just yet. I'm like in the what I would call the normal game mode. Like this is the way the game's meant to play, and yeah. you know, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot because I'm still technically a gamer. I, like when I go home, I'll turn on Fortnite, you know, <laughs> just like everybody else, and maybe get a couple rounds in, or maybe spend like an hour playing Jedi. You know, I'm off Tuesday and Wednesday, so I'm like, all right, sweetheart, <laughs> see you later at work. <laughs> well, the, uh, the other thing too I'm going to mention about it was is that like. The, the 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 scenery is beautiful. Oh, it's like, gorgeous! Like, 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 like you you're, you're playing you're through car. I mean, right now I'm only in the Coruscant, but like it the the background of it, you're you're yeah. you look out and you're just seeing this like vast city, and, yeah. you know, like kind of thing, and you're just like, wow, it's just kind of mind blowing. I mean, the the first and the and the the, the difference between the cutscene and the you know gameplay. gameplay because there was one point I'm, I'm actually was 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 watching the, the right. cutscene and he, he's on a ship and they're, they're transporting him somewhere uh-huh. and I'm I'm starting to set up the 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 stuff for the show and at one point I'm going why did it stop <laughs> right because you didn't start moving they're right. like go, go prisoner yeah, yeah. <laughs> every once in a while they'd say something and I'm like oh I'm playing oh, like, I'm actually oh shit I'm like right. I didn't see the changeover at all like that was, yeah. that was flawless the beauty of uh Cutscenes that now are just seamless. Yeah, yeah it is very nice. All right. Yeah, I recommend the game if you're not if you haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. So, all right, and let's get to some news. All right. I grabbed a few articles along the way. Not sure if it's going to uh, uh, help anything or not. Da, 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 da. Uh, okay. Um, there's a. 
start off with the things Nicolas Cage will do for a role. <laughs> All right, right now, Renfield is in theaters. Um, I'm assuming it's getting okay reviews. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to see it eventually, or I'll just buy it because I like the idea of Nicolas Cage being Dracula. <laughs> um, but apparently, according to the New York Post, Nicolas Cage shaved his teeth to transform into Dracula for Renfield. Did you say shave his teeth? I said shaved his teeth, Ed. Uh, the Oscar winner, who is 59 years old, by the way, eh. more like a blood protector, uh, went to extreme lengths to become Count Dracula in this comedy horror Renfield. Um, the film's makeup artist, Christian Tinsley, revealed that Cage trimmed his teeth and wore 3D printed dentures for his vampire character. Guys, like, we shaved uh, Nick's teeth down and the dentures were fitted so not to impede in Nick's speech. And to allow full freedom, Tinsley told Variety on Thursday. Nick wanted to emote and enunciate properly, so it was important the veneers were thin, he said. Explaining that with the technology allowed him to make quick adjustments to the sharp dentures when needed. In order to put the 3D printing to good use, Tinsley had to scan Cage's teeth and then digitally sculpt them so they could fit in his mouth perfectly. The National Treasure actor also spent over three hours daily in the hair and makeup chair. It was a full head of prosthetics, dentures, full body, torso, arms, and hands and nails. He noted those take time. Cage also stayed in character for the whole time they were shooting the flick, even when the cameras wasn't on him. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm Dracula. Blah! I'm more like a vein protector. <laughs> uh, director Chris McKay told Insider last month that the actor was portraying the iconic vamp even during off-camera conversations. He's like, whenever we did a scene, he'd still be like 100% living in that attitude after we stopped shooting, McKay said. So if he's a little frosty in the scene, he's going to have he's going to have a little bit of that between takes, but, but still up for whatever we were doing. <laughs> However, Cage denied the accusation shortly after telling The Hollywood Reporter, I just don't have that recollection. I don't know why Chris said that. He's like, I had a lot of laughs between takes with both Chris McKay and Nick Holt. So maybe that was his experience. Maybe because I still had the fangs in my mouth that made me speak a certain way. That wasn't my experience. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Holt plays uh, Dracula's miserable servant, Renfield, blah, 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 who falls in love with a New Orleans cop in the present day. She must keep the, and he must keep the gothic figure away from his relationship so it doesn't suck the life out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Cage discussed the new films at the Post earlier in the week, gushing over the love of a mix of comedy and scary movies. My favorite movie blend is comedy with horror. As a teenager, I saw an American werewolf in London. I laughed and screamed. I like being kept off guard. Renfield and its rage require and and its rage required four different Dracula looks. <laughs> Great. So yeah, he had to sh- kind of shave down his teeth, I guess, to get those. It kind of reminds me of like Lon Chaney, like the old like uh, like 30s and 40s uh, uh, right uh, uh, horror movies that he did, like where he would do so much stuff. There was stuff that he would do to himself, like like he used bleach or something like that on his face one time yeah. to get a certain look, just because that's like to him that was more important than anything else. Like, and it's like it's like that's great, but I mean, hopefully it doesn't like cause <laughs> right. What kind health. of permanent well, damage does yeah. that gonna do? Um. Ed, I don't know if you know it or not, but uh, do I have a guy? I got hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check my facts here. Nope. All right. 
Um, Check it, facts on this show? Oh, well, it's, <laughs> it's, what do you call it? Um, it's a, I think, did you, did you send this to me? Or after Pothole goes unrepaired, Arnold Schwarzenegger takes matters into his own hands. I might have. That was a long time. But yeah, ago. it was April 11th. Yeah. I mean, we, we were off for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles, California, soaking wet winter may have been brought the state out to a drought. Stayed out of drought, but it left behind a big mess in the street. Potholes. <laughs> Tell me, brother, sister. <laughs> Local streets and freeways have cracks and holes open to the frantic pace this spring, leaving road crews scrambling to keep up. Some people are tired of waiting. Fucking get in line. As a state who is known for their potholes, California, you need to ease up a little bit. Fucking take some well, av- they- take some avocado dip, just slap it in those crevices, and you'll be fine. See, that's the thing. Like, like they never had that problem because right. they don't they have don't that know. kind of weather. They, like, they, we, potholes? We were born. You complain about We were born in it. We were bred in We were molded by potholes. Mmm. <laughs> how dare you? Oh, you got a little crack. Oh, my goodness. How, how are you going to handle it? Oh, you know, you got to get the Terminator to come out. Yeah, I, yeah, I do not let the potholes. I'm going to cover it up myself. Step aside. So, uh, the former count Schwarzenegger, people are tired of waiting, Schwarzenegger was, for one, decided to take matters in his own hands. The former California governor said his his neighborhood has been waiting weeks for a pothole to be fixed, so he got his hands on some quick right and did the work himself with help from his team. Uh, this is his quote from Twitter. Today, after the whole neighborhood has been upset about this giant pothole that has been screwing up cars and bicycles for a week, I went out with my team and fixed it. I always say, let's not complain, let's do something about it. Here you go. And then it's, we call it, um, you can see him dumping stuff yeah, on shoveling, it, right? Yeah. He's fixing the pothole. Uh, today, after the whole neighborhood has been upset about this giant pothole that's been screwing up cars and bicycles for weeks, I went out with my team and fixed it, he wrote. Uh, one neighbor drove by as he was working and thanked him. You're welcome. <laughs> I, you have you have to do it yourself. This is crazy. For three weeks, I've been waiting for this hole to be closed. Three weeks? Three weeks. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> Clearly, you've never visited Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, three weeks. Come to Philly. Come to Philly. <laughs> See all over else. Stay for the potholes. <laughs> I is just everywhere. If I have a pothole, I step at the pothole. I don't know what to do. I'm driving me crazy. Why don't you guys go out and fix it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because you're just. What's the point? <laughs> Another one's just gonna pop up. The only way to really fix this is completely redo the whole road. This is just patch jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's even the worst though in Philly here. It's the fact is that we'll we'll get a new road. And that, the worst part about it is it takes so fucking long. Because they'll tear it up. They'll tear up the road in a day. Like type of thing. Then it's like at least six weeks before they finally put the blacktop on. And you're going, why? Why does it take so long from the time they tear it up to the time they have to re- but you do it. So when you finally, you're going, finally, it's done, right? So for a few weeks, you're going, ah, oh, this is so nice and smooth. And then we get a bad weather, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a pothole. And right. Going, and you're going, well, that didn't last long. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what kind of material are they fucking using? It? Like, Toilet paper? <laughs> paper mache? Ah. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. 
So, yeah, so uh, he's like, however, the Los Angeles Department of Public Works official says it's not really a pothole, but a service trench that needs to be repaired by Southern California Gas Company. Yeah, there's a hole there. I got patched on. Arnold, we needed that hole. I don't care. Uh, the LA-based utility company said because it's a concrete street and not an asphalt street, Schwarzenegger's road patch won't really work. However, on Wednesday, the company said crews leveled the patch off with a with a compaction equipment to provide more strength to the temporary pavement. SoCal, SoCal Gas said work to upgrade the pipeline system on the road was completed in January 2023. Crews then applied temporary paving over the evacuation. That's what, what was fixed. Right. Um, however, as part of the maintenance pr- process, the utility company says it performs pavement pa- permanent paving about 30 days from when the project was completed. However, the recent storms and heavy and rain in LA are delayed have delayed the par- the permanent paving. SoCal hopes to have the complete the paving by the end of that week. I I it's not good enough. I want it now. You want ugly potholes? I look at them and I go, you one ugly motherfucker. So, so what we really need is Arnie to come here, right? So he can start. He can start. No, shaming. no, he can start shaming everybody. <laughs> Are you people that feel you weak? You can't even fix your own potholes. I I look out and I see potholes. I go fix it. Use your money. Go buy. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I see it's, see it's, it's one of those things where you need a camera because when you do that fix it you've got this expression on your face like you're a dumb idiot yeah you go oh, fix it you got the pole you gotta fix it you get the tar you get the thing and then you get people and they help you we're a community they help us I used to be the governor I remember me I had the governator that's what they called me. I terminate the potholes. That's what I do. Pennsylvania, you have a pothole problem? Call the pothole terminator. I'll take care of it for you. Arnold Schwarzenegger, pothole maintenance. That's me. That's my head's going to be his new thing. Arnold, why'd you retire? Potholes. I go travel the earth with a cane. Fill the potholes everywhere. You have a pothole? I'll be there. I don't care. Small pothole, big pothole. I'll fix it. I smell reality series. That's what I right. smell. Call it the Terminator. You have the pothole. You call the Terminator. That's me. I get some tar and I patch it up. <laughs> I eliminate that pothole for you. You won't be saying hasta la vista, baby, to that Powell. You know what you'll never hear? I'll be back. <laughs> I finished it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thanks, Arnold. You're welcome. First one's on me, though, but you got to do it yourself. I... <laughs> You've got to go out there. You've got to grab those potholes and go, no more. I'm tired of it. Suddenly <laughs> I turned to an old Japanese samurai. You must get the pothole. Hi. Hi. 
and get the patchwork. <laughs> Fill them with the tar. You get the little steamroller and vroom, vroom over it. <laughs> yeah, I got to terminate all the piles all across the United States. Follow me, the Terminator, and as I walk across the country filling potholes. Here you got you got old man Schwarzenegger and what do you call it? like uh, uh, uh what do you call it? like one of those onesie jumpsuit things without his shirt on like he's got the what do you call it? the overalls without the shirt on but they're all lifted up over so he's just walking around kind of like I I fix this pothole he's got the little hammer you get to see the the I don't know how old is he seventy five year old muscles just rippling I. I've been working on the railroad. All the li- potholes terminated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you no true lies. All truth. <laughs> yeah, you're slipping an Artie. It's a salvation guy. <laughs> he just walks around. I'll be back. Hey, you'll be running, man, over these potholes. <laughs> <laughs> you be looking at these piles and you got the end of days coming potholes <laughs> on the sixth day I will be there and I will patch your pack <laughs> I go commando I take my shirt off <laughs> just name it all trying to find a way of filling all his movie titles just <laughs> <laughs> Say hasta la vista to your ta- potholes. <laughs> they not be back. I'll be back if they do. <laughs> you puny, puny, you weak pothole. You people get out there. Get out there, get the tar. <laughs> do the work yourself. You feel good about it. You get to know your neighbor. <laughs> That's all Japanese Jew. Oi! Oi! I don't know! <laughs> I turned to the week called the guy from episode one who owns Annie. Hey, <laughs> Annie, what do you do? Huh? You go to fix a pothole? Huh? Are you coming to my shop? Wado, I sound like Wado. I turn into Wado. No, I'm more like Kawato. Oh my belly! I had total recall there for a minute. Oh, who knew it? An article about potholes and brings so much humor. Oh, I cannot stand that pothole. Welcome to Philly. Oh, how do you guys live here? Oh, Annie! Come on, we got to fix the piles. <laughs> it's me, Wado. <laughs> All right. So, hey, Ed. On a down note, HBO Max is being renamed. Yeah. This month, by the way. Right. Uh, it's going to be uh, May release date revealed for revamp. So. Uh, just as you know, HBO Max is going to be a relic of the past Warner Brothers discovery. It's like, hey, hey, remember us, HBO Max? Gone. Now it's going to be called... Max. Max. But actually, it's if anybody is a HBO Max subscriber, you're in great company. You're 
going to get more I fought it you're going to get more content because you're going to get uh, basically discoveries uh, their channel stuff on HBO or now the Max <laughs> you can tell Ed's the one who sent me this article I didn't, did I send you the next one? Yeah, I, I don't did. give a shit about HBO Max. I mean, I watch it, and you're going to change, you're changing the name, and I'm like, what are they changing it to? Oh, it's going to happen in May. Change it to just Max? That's a... Max what? Max Entertainment? Max everything? Like, Max the nice Jewish boy down the road? I, look what? I, I know Max. <laughs> he helped me fill the pothole. <laughs> I just thought, I thought it was interesting to share with everybody, too. Let them know that you're, you know, except, now if you're a Discovery, you don't have HBO Max and you switch it over to Max, yeah, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> okay, so according to the article, the rename, it was going to, May 23rd, it's going to combine the two streaming services, HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Mm. As far as the pricing goes, Ed, there'll be an ad-supported tier with the entry-level option at nine ninety nine per month right. or 100 bucks per year. The ad-free version will cost 16 bucks a month or $150 per year. Finally, the premium option featuring 100 offline downloads, Dolby Atmos sound, and 4K UHD resolution streaming will cost $20 per month or $200 per year. Yeah. Current HBO Max subscribers will maintain access and be charged the same price. Their profiles and watch history will also continue over. Uh, continue over. Meanwhile, Disney P- Discovery Plus subscribers will not be impacted and will be given the opportunity to upgrade to Max. Hey, the, you guys who own uh, Discovery Plus and not HBO Max, you're fucked. Yeah, you still want it? You, I think Discovery Plus is pretty cheap, so that's probably, why probably yeah. You, you want the you want uh, the Max service is a wide range mo- wide ranging mosaic of content. That will be unmatched in its breadth, reach, and excellence of its offerings, said Casey Beloys, chairman and CEO of HBO Max Content. We are unique because we have the best in all categories across the board by any measure, be they ratings, awards, fandom. We know we can satisfy any craving because we have the brands and that people love. At Max, they will find out what they want when they want it. Unless they're mad. Uh, mad Max. Ah. Oof. Oi. You got the pothole? Let me fix it for you. Uh, all right. Uh, since we're talking about since we're talking about streaming services, uh, apparently uh, Paramount Plus Greenlight's Star Trek Section 31 film starring Michelle Yeoh. Makes ah, sense. Yeah. I mean I mean let's face it. She just got off winning an Oscar. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once kind of destroyed the awards this year. So why not give everybody a job? <laughs> and why not? Like, you get Michelle Yeoh on your, into your project, you guarantee asses and seats now at this point. Right. Um, Paramount Plus is officially moving forward with a on a Star Trek Section 31 project starring Michelle Yeoh, but it will now be an event film instead of a series Variety has learned. At first, it was reported that a Section 31 series with Yo was in development back in 2019. In the film, Yo will reprise the role of Emperor Philippia Giorgio, who began playing, who she began playing during season one of Star Trek Discovery. Um, per the official logline, Emperor Philippia Giorgio 
joins a secret division of Starleth Fleet tasked with protecting the United Federation of Planets and faces the sins of her past. Rumor of a Yo-led Section 31 project began upon the conclusion of Season 1 of Discovery after a deleted scene revealed her being approached by a member of the shadowy intelligent organization on the Klingon homeworld. Thank you. Spoilers. I'm trying to watch Season 1. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck. I'm beyond thrilled to return to my Star Trek family and the role that I've loved for so long, said Yo. Section 31 has been near and dear to my heart since I began the journey of playing Philippa all the way back when this new golden age of Star Trek launched. To see her finally get her moment is a dream come true in a year that's shown me in the incredible power of never giving up on your dreams. We can't wait to share what's in store for you and until then live long and prosper. Unless Emperor Zhuzhu decrees otherwise. <laughs> see, now I'm confused. Because I've seen the first couple of episodes and Michelle Yeoh is a captain of a ship. Unless she dies and she comes back... Now I have to watch season one. Son of a bitch. I have to watch Discovery now. Yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want to get spoiled. So that's, that's, you know, like, all right, so that's good. Good for her. I mean, good for the series. I mean, if you like her character and you like the show, then, um, you know, I guess, you know, making a movie makes uh, sense rather than, you know, you can get an hour and a half in instead of 10 hours on something you're not really sure. To me, this seems like a, we don't want to lose her. What do we do? Well, we got this thing that she wanted to do, a TV show. We can't do it. Let's make it a movie event. No. You know, we'll put more money into it because, you know, it's, it'll be her, like our follow-up thing. Like, I mean, let's face it, she wins an Oscar and then she goes, I'm going back to Star Trek. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think the Oscar is a curse. You know, it's a blessing and a curse. Right. Because you, you, you get an accolade that. <laughs> yeah, as Cuba Gooding pro- Jr., but I mean, there's a lot of them. Like there's that. a lot of actors you know, and like actresses the, who have won like an Sandra Oscar. Bullock won one, and right. Like her, I'm not saying her career went bad, but it <clears> just <throat> wasn't as like now the role. Right, like, the idea of winning an Oscar is supposed to put you into this prestige class of people, where you know when you want to see a movie, it says Academy Award winner Sandra Bullock, and you're like, and she's in you know my two dogs, like you're yeah. like, what is that like? I mean, I I haven't not seen the Lost uh, Lost Island or whatever the woman she's the writer. It's basically I hate to say it, and now that I'm thinking about it, and because I've seen the poster, it's um, an uptell. It's a remake of basically Romancing the Stone almost. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, I'm a I'm a writer who writes all these fantastic adventure mo- books and all this stuff, and now I'm stuck and I'm I'm kidnapped. Where you're like what you're like. Uh, it was on Paramount Plus. Uh, that's like Lost something, the uh, Lost City. I think it is. She writes these stories and adventures about this lost city, and then Daniel Radcliffe's character, who must be like an obnoxious billionaire philanthropist, whatever, hires her, basically kidnaps her to find this lost city. And she's like, it doesn't exist. I made it up. And he's like, no, it exists based upon this, 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 and this. You know something. And then the whole time, Tatum Channing, who is her book cover model, is like, I'm going to go save her. And then at some point in time, I don't know how this happens, but fucking... um, handsome boy Brad Pitt walks in as the real savior yeah. just swoops in and goes I'll rescue you and Chen obtaining is like oh, what? Like gets all offended by it that's just from the trailers alone <laughs> that's all I know but to me like I'm like oh, okay this seems like a fun movie and then most recently going through Voodoo Romancing the Stone and its sequel Jewel of the Nile have been on sale and I'm like oh. how much? I think it was like five bucks I think you don't. <laughs> I fought them, but. Well, how much were they? I think they were like 10. 
Oh, maybe maybe they were ten. I apologize. I, I, I say that I I didn't buy them when they were on sale. Oh, <laughs> they've been they've been doing like I think like the four ninety nine weekend deals and stuff like that. I think if you type it in now, like oh, it's, I'm sure it's, I, it's I, like I'm, oh yeah, I'm fucking looking right now. Remember? Well, I can't tell. Right, I you can't them. tell. Right, because you you right away. Well, maybe there's an upgrade, and they'll tell you how much the upgrade is for. <laughs> well, you couldn't scan those. That was the one. one that you oh, scan. so you paid five bucks for it, right? I paid more than you five two, bucks. Oh, right, because it's DVD. Rome, M A N. C. Romancing the Stone. I think actually, I think Romancing the Stone was in a pack, like one of those, uh, like buy. It is right now. It's buy ten dollars. Okay. Right, but I think it was on sale, like like for five, like last week. Well, I'm sure it was because I can guarantee you it was like when I bought it. Like I know because Rom- Romancing the Stone or the Jewel of the Nile is the one I've recently bought. Okay, Romancing the Stone I I had for a while. Right, and I bought it. When the going gets and tough, I, and I th- the tough get rough. <laughs> the girl. I always think of the Billy Ocean video music video for the Jewel of the Nile. <laughs> you know, because now it was real popular, and they had. Oh, they had Billy Ocean, who was a very popular singer at the time. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but he did the theme song, and it had Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas, and Danny DeVito in the music video yeah. singing that. When the going gets tough, the tough get rough. <laughs> ah, the eighties. Ah, the eighties. Ah, terrible. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so. When you hear that kind of shit, you're like, fuck. <laughs> but I'm like, look at him going, oh, this kind of reminds me now of Romance in the Stone. And I liked Romance in the Stone. Well, you know what? I I, I picked that 1,000 movie, which was right. Wing Commander, right? <laughs> right? I paid $10 for it. And sure enough. And next week is five bucks. I almost bought it. I almost bought it because I fell down that stupid well of going, well, Ed bought it. I guess it's not that bad. You know, like maybe. But I'm like, Ed buys stuff that has, like, super nostalgia to him. Like, I stubbed my toe once and the TV was playing a Bob Hope movie. I think I'm going to add it to my collection. And then I'm like, I'm just not that. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I know. You do it oh, finally. Oh, 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 right, right. Like, you watch, like, Hannah Montana. I didn't say I was any better. I just said, I'm like, well, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not buying Hannah Montana the movie for, for those reasons. <laughs> not yet, anyway. No. <laughs> Oh, a deal came on. <laughs> oh, look, it's the Disney sale where it's like all these TV shows. Now, if you, Kim Possible comes popping up on sale, fucking take my money. Yeah. Here's my card. Take my money. Kim Possible. Do, 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 do. You know, fucking love that show. What's the sitch? <laughs> Kim Possible. Ron Stoppable. <laughs> do, 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 do. What was, what was the what was the weasel? What was not weasel? Was that he was a, he was a naked mole rat, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, weasel? Naked mole rat. It's a real thing, by the way. I'm sure it is. Mm. I'm sure it is. It is. You can buy naked mole rats. Was he was he a mole in the movie? Was he a mole like a double agent? Who? <laughs> no, you're thinking Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb had a platypus, and the platypus was a secret agent. Yes. No, it's got nothing to do with Kim Possible. Kim Possible was the high school student who was a spy. And Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable was the best. The ultimate crossover. Yes. Kim Possible meets the. What do you call it? No, no, not Perry the platypus. 
But I mean, like the, the naked mole rat was a mole. Like in the whole, I think like, maybe they did like a goofy episode like that just once. But I mean, what was the name of the mole? I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, you're such a fan of the show. I I, I said I, was, I, I said it was a fan of Composable and Rob Stout. I didn't say it was a fan of Naked Mole Rat. <laughs> <laughs> like she with, with the bad girl, the Shilu, Shilu, whatever her name is Shilu. What did you do? Watch it with the volume on? <laughs> yeah, just shh, cartoons. Shh. Your pants are down. And <laughs> I want to give Hey, Ma, get out! Get out! Get out! Watch a kid pasta. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Why is his pants down? I don't ask anymore. I, I was putting them on. I was getting dressed. <laughs> don't. Ch- I told you to knock. <laughs> Every time I hear do 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 do. Horrible, Sean. It's a teenage <laughs> high school girl you're making inappropriate jokes about. <sighs> it's not real. It's animated. <laughs> it's animated. Right now, somebody's going, I love Kim Possible. You might feel like my childhood's scarred. She's my wife. <laughs> In fact, the girl who does the voiceover, I think I, I, think I follow her on TikTok. You know, because she has like people come on who did the show with her, like, and all that stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I know her. It's like, you know, I'm like, I like that Chrissy Romano, I think her name is. You know, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> that's going to be my new ring. That's going to be my new message thing. Do, 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 do. Is he a 12 year old girl? No. No. Ah, Kim Possible. <laughs> all right, Ed. So. Um, since we're still we're, we're obviously streaming Wars as a thing because a Galaxy Quest TV series is in at the works at Paramount TV and Paramount Plus wow so Nostalgia is back on April 18th Nostalgia is in vogue right now where Paramount's plus Star Trek universe continuing to expand across our screens not, not to not to, not to derail you but it's Rufus Rufus <laughs> Rufus Rufus was a naked mole I had, rat, right? I had to know Rufus I, I, it, was, it was bothering me I had, <laughs> Rufus, quick, put some pants on, you naked mole rat. Sean's not wearing a motion on. Yeah, really. I'm, uh, no, I wasn't. I was being comfortable. Rufus is naked. I'm a naked too. He's a naked mole rat. I'm a naked human being. I'm bonding with him. That sounds worse. Yeah, right. It's not my funny. my penis looks like a naked mole rat. I shaved today. <laughs> okay, Rufus, let's go. <laughs> All right, so uh, the beloved cult classic movie is a. Perfect parody of the Star Trek world and other such space adventures. And now, it may come to us as a whole new way. Reports indicate that a Galaxy Quest TV series is in early development at Paramount Plus. According to Variety, we don't know how much we don't know much about this Galaxy Quest series, but it seems Mark Johnson, the producer of the original Galaxy Quest movie, will be uh, the executive producer. Um, 
sorry, and the series should take shape. The original movie released in 1999, and it was quickly embraced by Trekkies, who even voted it one of the best Star Trek movies of all time. <laughs> it is a really good Star Trek movie. Um, in Galaxy Quest, it's a, it's a meta comedy on roles. The cast of, of a Star Trek like series is recruited by aliens who think the show is real to help aid in the matters of a universal conflict. Given how Star Trek and fandom have evolved over the years, there's plenty of new ground and to tread. Uh, who doesn't love to see some humorous but love ribbing? Uh, in 2015, Amazon reported begin, began to develop a series version of the movie featuring the original cast, but that version never came together because What's-His-Face passed away. Yeah. You know, um, still, never give up, never surrender. Will both new Star Trek content and potential Galaxy Quest series slated to, to live on Paramount Plus? Uh, it's the space for Easter eggs and crossovers are endless. The series could be better than ever. Um, thoughts? I love that movie. Uh, I by far, definitely. I'm as far as like parody movies go, is great. But as a standalone movie, I think it stands by itself. I loved it better when it was called The Orville. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I did. I enjoy that movie highly. I mean, that's one of the movies that you go. You're not a Star Trek fan. Watch this because at least you'll get some fun. You know, right. Fun you, out most of it. people who think oh, they know what Star Trek people are like get kind of justified in this movie a little bit because they kind of do make fun of that ultra fandom. Yeah. Especially, you know, with Justin Long being the super nerdy kid and Tim Allen yelling and basically, the show's not real. Basically, their version of Get a Life. Right. And then he calls them because the the, the, the their communicators got switched, so he's got a real one and they actually need some real help. And the kid's like, I don't know. And he's like, show's real. I knew it! Like, you know, like... <laughs> And they help him land the land the the ship, right. or they do something. Um, my question though is: is as the series, how where do you think the series would go? Like, what do you think would be a good like elevator pitch for that TV show? Well, I mean, say you got you got three you got three levels basically. You could do an original series, which I don't think would work. Like at this point, like you know, like because it's so old that you're. Because I mean, like that's they're kind of basing off the old like young Star Trek, like right? They do, yeah. It does feel very Star. Well, it's definitely in the vein of Star Trek and the Next Generation. You can definitely see kind of some things like that. And then the next would be the Next Generation because that's what they kind of continue the movie off, right? Right, right. Like that. That's what you're going to get. The Next Generation. It was going to be kind of like, hey, we're rebooting the show, and this is you know we got this character and so on. I think they should do it like like Picard, like you know, basically do like the old old cast, you know, uh, like, okay. you know, like like they're 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 you know like uh, trying to still run around, like you know, like one last hurrah like, <laughs> type of thing. You know? <clears throat> See, now I'm stuck because in my head, the movie they what do you call it? They save the galaxy, blah blah blah. But what if they decide to keep doing it? Like the show Galaxy Quest takes place after the movie. Mm. Whole new cast, obviously, because everyone's a little too old and they can't do it. But instead of going back to Earth, they stay on the ship and they go through space because they think they can do exactly what they did on the show. Because no one's going to believe them if they go back. Right. You know, I mean, they go back in the movie, but what they say, you know, fuck it, let's just once his face is hooking up with the the engineer, the engineer guys making out with the, one of the aliens. Right. So what if we just say, fuck it, we got nothing going on here. We can't get jobs, pretty much, but fuck it. Let's go save the galaxy because we have experience. 
<laughs> right? So so it's it's Galaxy Quest the TV show, but it's more like it's like a part of me I'm torn. Like, do you make the TV show that the movie is based off of? Like, you get a whole new cast and you go. It becomes like this cheap knockoff Star Trek. It's called Galaxy Quest, and there's like the never give up, never surrender, and the de- 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 it becomes like a cheesy knockoff. It's like the show that had inspired the f- that, that's the fandom is based off of, like like it's kind of like a prequel almost, where you're watching the episodes right. and that you're a fan, and then you you know there you eventually there'll be a, a, a convention and like you don't follow that. You're watching the TV show that they watched. Or they do. It's like, well, or or I, they, or, I'm, I'm, I'm or it's like they reboot the show with those characters. And it's like, like you're like you like Picard. I kind of, I kind of like your, th- I kind of like the way you're going with this. Like you know, kind of like they 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 go off and they right because the I, cast I, was I, just like, stupid, just stupid enough to think that they could pull this off. Right, and they go like, oh come on, you now know how to fly the ship. I'm pretty good as a captain. You by Grathar's hammer. I mean, whatever. Like you know, they they reluctantly go into this like. Well, fuck it. But I mean, like, like a lot of the gags could have been like, you know, like, oh, we could do like episode like right twenty three or whatever. It becomes episode. like Remington Steel in space, right? Where, <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like, and then like they're like, I don't remember episode fifteen, and right? Like, and then they show it, and it's a flashback, right? Because they're watching the episode, right? Kind of like that right, and they're trying to like, it's like because they have all the they, that ship has all the records of all their episodes so they can go back and go like oh and the only problem is and that guy is always pissed off because he's never in any of the episodes right. he's in one episode and he's always like everyone dies he's always paranoid by it right. even though he has a name it's like but I'm not in this episode I'm gonna die oh I'm, I'm not in this episode I might die like what, what do I do like he gets like, <laughs> like what do I do right. you know um, but they go like okay my god we have this situation where we are in this position and we have to find a way out. It's just like episode 17 right. where we did this, we had to do this, 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 and it's like, I don't what the fuck are you talking about? What do you call it? Roll episode 17 of the show and you see that clip. It's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. We got to do that. And it's like, how are we gonna? How do we pull that off? And then, but the best part <laughs> is they try and pull it off and it's it fun miserably. Right. <laughs> that joke only works a few times, though. You kind of have to, and then it's like you know, because like I said, with like Remington Steel, it's like, well, he would reference a movie or a TV show or something. There's also like you know, doing the Lazarus character. I mean, he was I forget what his his race was, but he would have to eat those foods. Remember they they right. they brought the food and he uh-huh. he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they because they were doing everything like as the show was, you know, right. everything. So there's so many things that they could like follow that kind of thing. There's like right, they can make that joke, like yeah, yeah, like that. They come across another species that has you know thought that they were going to be invaded by that because they're they're considered conquerors and that they're like the smartest universe people yeah. in the universe and that oh my god they're in our atmosphere oh my god we got to run and hide because these guys are murderers and look what they did in, in it's like an episode where they accidentally wiped out a race of beings. <laughs> Like I think they could do something like that for a, for a while. Like they could probably get away with almost like the Orville, except more humorous. Yeah. Because the Orville has, has definitely got those like serious moments in the show. It's, in fact, I think it's more serious than I think people thought it would be. Right. You know, with with how it's acted and and some of the plots they're coming up with. So take Galaxy Quest into the the direction that Orville should have gone into, or people thought it was going to be like the the campy wackiness of right. it all. Right. Ah, it could work. It could work, Ed. Yeah. Could work. 
Uh, Al Pacino. <laughs> oh my! You mean Capuchin? <laughs> hey, Dunkachino. Dunkachino. Dunk, 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 <laughs> if you don't know what that is, look it up, kids. <laughs> oh my god. I've seen that clip all around, too. Hold on, now I gotta play it. Dunk a Chino. There you go. Uh, 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 video. Here you go. Oh, hold on. All time low. Wow. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do. What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game. Dunkachino. You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate blend. Attica, ooh, I'm not delight. This whole trial is out of sight. They pull me back in with hazelnut too. Caramel swirl. I know it was you. Everyone wants my Dunkachino. Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Kids from 7 to 17 lining up for my Dunkachino. What's my name? Dunkachino. Dunkachino. That was a thing, folks. That was real. I forget when that came out, but I remember that thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> a dunk a dunk a dunk a dunk a dunk a chino. See, it's a whole dance. It's a whole dance. It's from Jack and Jill, I think. It's it's from the Adam Sandler. Um, no, it was a commercial for Dunkin' Donuts. He was promoting like the. the well, see, I always thought it was from because he was Al Pacino in that movie that this was the stuff that he was doing. No, this is, this is really real advert. Yes, I, I don't know. I think we're, I think you. I must be. I must be having a Mandela effect. As I never seen Jack and Jill. Right, but you saw the Dunkin' commercial yes. live. Yes. Oh, I don't see. I always thought it was Al Pacino plays himself in Jack and Jill, and I thought that he was doing the. I thought this was a parody of no. how bad his career's gotten. No, <laughs> his guy career got bad way before that. <laughs> now it makes you funnier. Um, it's my ringtone. A dunk a dunk a dunk a dunk a dunk a Gino. I'm gonna find it. Seventeeno. Seventeeno. What? What kind of seven-year-old drinks fucking coffee, Al? Kids, ask your parents. <laughs> Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. So Al Pacino recalls turning down Star Wars despite so much money. I'm not gonna do the punchline because I'm gonna get during a talk Wednesday on the 92nd. Street Y, New in New York, the Oscar winner recalls being offered the role of Han Solo in Star Wars. Ed, <laughs> ooh, you might know my Wookiee friend. Hoo-ha! You never heard of the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> it made the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Hoo-ha! It's got a great ass. He's like, uh, like, there's a quote, well, I turned down Star Wars. When I first came up, I was the new kid on the block. You know, what happens when you first become famous? It's like, give it to Al. They gave me Queen Elizabeth to play, Pacino said. They gave me a script. It was called Star Wars. They offered me so much money. I don't understand it. I read it. So I couldn't do it. I gave Harrison Ford a career. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Pacino also said recently he rewatched The Godfather after not seeing it for 25 years. Uh, while shooting the Mafia classic, Pacino and Francis Ford Coppola asked to meet him one night after filming the restaurant. Uh, the director was having dinner with his family. I came in and he said, you know, I had a lot of faith in you and you're, and you're failing me. Pacino said, I'm standing here thinking, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I remember all that. But could you imagine Al Pacino as Han Solo? It would If Star Wars would have failed. I... <clears throat> I knew that he was like the up young, you know, because it was in the late, you know, right. late 70s. He was in everything, but I just can't. And now I'm going to be honest. 70s version of Pacino is way different than today's oh, yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, acting chops. I mean, even his voice is different. Like, it wasn't until Set of the Woman where he started to have a talking like this. He kind of fell into the, he kind of fell into that character of yeah, like. The characters of himself. Right. And then when you, when you watch like Godfather and even Heat, like, you know, some of the older stuff, it's kind of like, you know, Injustice for All, Serpico. He's talking more kind of like this. Like, how you doing? Like, he's got, he's, right. he's acting. Yeah, you know now he just seems to be like you said parroting himself now. Like it's like oh people love when I'm at eleven, so now I got to be Al Pacino at eleven all the time. Right. And I'm like, well, can you bring Al Pacino down to like about a five? Because I like that Al Pacino <laughs> too. too. Right. <laughs> I like watching the classics. You know, <laughs> you know, seeing those, and you're going, all right, you know, I, you're I like, get hey. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta find Duncan Chino now. God damn it, it's gonna be stuck in my head forever. So now, now this this is sometimes where I like where I Sean now does segues. We were talking about HBO streaming, Paramount streaming, Al Pacino going to be you know, Han Solo, gave Harrison Ford a career. Watch this one, Ed. Uh-huh. Helen Mirren had to pretend to be cool in nineteen twenty three bedroom scenes with Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> So Helen Mirren. Was that intentional? I, Helen Mirren. <laughs> Helen Mirren. No, it wasn't. I was trying to. I need a drink. <laughs> I'm like, my voice is really. Jeez, <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, oh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Excuse me while I pull my pants down. Do 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 do. Dunk a dunk a dunk a dunk a dunk Gino. Because <laughs> it's going to get worse. Because listen, uh, this is a quote. I had to be in bed with him. You know, I'm dressed up to I'm dressed up to here, but I'm lying there and I'm thinking I'm in bed with Harrison Ford. I was so excited. Helen Mirren said, <laughs> shared the filming of 1923. <laughs> Uh, Helen Mirren had to keep her cool while filming the bedroom scene with her 1923 co-star Harrison Ford. At the Raps 2023 award season screening series on Thursday, the 77-year-old actress recalled filming a scene in which their characters, Jacob and Cara Dutton, were together in bed. She's like, I had to be in bed with him, you know, I'm dressed up to here, but I'm lying there and I'm thinking I'm in bed with Harrison Ford. I was so excited. I can't tell you. I had to pretend to be cool. Don't tell him. Promise me. I think this is... is this, it's got, Hello, everyone. Let's see. Uh, it's going to be the whole thing. Didn't know, uh, yeah, never mind. Uh, the Oscar winner also praised Harrison, who she said worked with before on the Mosquito Coast back in 86, for his kindness on set. He's amazing. He really is. Uh, the stature he's held as a major, humongous movie star all that time 
at the same time has somebody who doesn't who doesn't love the limelight. He has an interior quality to him. Uh, he's come to a place where he can be easy with other actors. It's immensely generous and incredibly professional. Not remotely spoiled movie star at all. I genuinely love him if I wasn't married. Wow. <laughs> she's, 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 she's pretty good too. <laughs> Dame Helmir, and I was like, Dame Helmir. That was way cooler than yours. Helmir! It was like, she opened up her. And we were in bed together. And, uh, trust me, I did the parsec run in ten parsecs. Did the Kessel run in ten parsecs? <laughs> uh, so, so, so moved by Dame Helen Mirren that I muffled my words. I was like, move, move, move. I was like, toss me the aisle. I'll give you the whip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I'm a big fan of your work in Caligula. That stuff. And this, you know, I was not a Wookiee there at all. It's very nice. And snuggling up next to Dame Hermiller. Yeah, when we left after the bedroom, she threw a coin on the bartender and we got up out of there. <laughs> She's a lovely woman. A lovely woman. <laughs> Get in my pants. <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to copy the lake. I want to get rid of it. Here you go. Uh, so yeah, Dame, even Dame, seventy-seven-year-old Dame Heron Helen is wooed by the charming, suave helicopter pilot known as Harrison Ford. <laughs> no ticket. It's all right. It's all right. She remembered that back in the Mosquito Coast, she did this thing, and I really liked it. And she remembered it, and <laughs> the way she touched my butt. <laughs> All right, so I got two news, two two more articles, Ed. Um, you gave. I'm going to save the one you gave me for last because I'll be honest. I don't. I don't really know anything about it. All right, but however, neither do I. I don't remember. Uh, apparently, um, Big Mouth, the cartoon on Netflix, is going to end at season eight. Oh, wow. Uh, after eight seasons, 689 masturbation jokes. That's a real figure, <laughs> by the way. Uh, this is from Entertainment Weekly, so. That's, a, that's the kind of thing I want in our statistics. Like, how many masturbation jokes do we do? Right, how many bad, how many bad recall impersonations? Yeah. yeah. How many times did Sean Harrison Ford? After eight seasons, 689 masturbation jokes, and countless tiny talking penises, Netflix baldy animation coming-of-age comedy Big Mouth will come to an end. The streamer announced today that the Emmy-winning hit created by Andrew Goldberg, Nick Kroll, 
Mark Levine, and Jennifer Flackett was renewed for its 7th and 8th seasons, with the 8th to serve as its final. Um, if you were told adolescent Nick Kroll and Andrew Goldberg that middle, that middle school would take 8 years to finish, they would be like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it seems like it'll never end, Kroll said in a release. Inspired by Kroll and Goldberg's childhood, Big Mouth follows a group of friends and their hormone monsters as they navigate adolescence, human sexuality, and coming of age. Season 6 launched last October, while Season 7 and 8 will premiere in 2023 and 2024, respectfully. It has been nominated for seven Primetime Emmy Awards. Big Mouth won two in 2020 and 2021, both for outstanding character voiceover performances for Maya Rudolph's Connie the Hormone Monster. Uh, the show's the show's show's greatest contribution is arguably Rudolph's reading of the words "bubble bath." That's uh, I can't. I have to say "bubble bath" the way she said "bubble bath." <laughs> In March 2020, a spinoff uh, called "Human Resources" premiered on Netflix. Though that show will come to a close at the end of season two, launching later this year. Netflix says the characters and stories from Human Resources will flow into the final season of Big Mouth. With its final season, though, this is what I thought was interesting, Big Mouth will officially become Netflix's longest-running series outside of kids and family programming. Wow. <laughs> I know. Really. Wow. He's like, there's a quote, Big Mouth is, t- is a towering achievement in animated comedy that will make Netflix history for its longevity, said Billy Wee. Wee! <laughs> he had to get picked on as a kid. Billy Wee! <laughs> Netflix, he's the Netflix director of adult animation. He's like, we're, we're, we are thrilled that we still have two more hilarious seasons to share with fans before this brilliant coming-of-age story reaches its conclusion. <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, like, speaking of that, like Netflix and all, like, there was not, there's not many shows that you go... Yeah, there's multiple seasons. Like right, we usually get like one or two, and then something happens, and they they they, 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 go, they, they ditch it. it. They yeah. ditch it. Like you know, whether it be for financial reasons or just not getting the streaming revenue that they thought. Like, I guess it must be a huge hit then for them if they're willing. To, like a huge enough hit to go like, okay, we can only you know give, we can give you two more seasons. It's not like they're doing like 22 episodes. It's not yeah. like we're not doing. You know, fucking, they have as many masturbation jokes as the Simpsons have episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking six seasons at ten episodes apiece. <laughs> like, maybe eight. So, so you're like, for it to, to last that long, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I'm in, I also am a big fan of, Leaving when leaving before the party's over, right. you know there are so many TV shows that I've w- watched over the years of watching TV before cable and all that stuff where they just jump the shark to use the Fonzie jumping over the shark thing. It's where it, get, it came from. So many shows have tried to beat a dead horse with like we're going to add a fresh character to try to keep their keep it going, keep it going, and keep it going, or they'll just do a spinoff to try to keep the characters alive. There's or just give you non-stop episodes. Like, I know The American Office is a good show. I've laughed my whole time. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, Big Bang Theory is going to be... Because the one thing we didn't talk about the show is Stacy's never watched The Big Bang Theory. Ever. All right. It's on HBO Max, so we have 
started watching from season one the Big Bang Theory. Now, right now, the show's funny to me still. But there is a moment in the show where it stops being, being funny and just being, becomes stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the jokes are as good. I feel like they're just saying nerdy things to get people to laugh. Well, I'd say it's, it's, it's like friends. Like, like right. There, there, there's, there's all these, like, kind of, like, up-and-down relationship type of things. And you, like, will they, won't they kind of things. And then they, they break that mold because they have to. Because there's, right. there's a point. Right. You can't just keep, like, like Stacy was, like, she was bummed. She's, like, because we're in the, we're in the episode where... Um, they we caught a Leonard asks Penny out for the first time, like a like a real date, mm. you know. And she's like, she's like, it's, I kind of almost wish I didn't know they ended up together because I don't know when like when does it happen. And I'm not saying anything because I know that it, they get together, they break up, they get back together again, you know. But then after a while, you bring in Amy Farrah, uh, you know, what's her face, Mayim Balk's character, Amy Farrah Fowler. And then you bring in Bernadette, you know. You bring in other relationships, so it becomes almost like a relationship show at that point, right. you know. Where they're having, and with nerds, and and then it, I didn't hate the show. I just kind of got tired of it because I'm like, where are you going to go with this? Right. You know. And I found that what I find going back and looking at it, they actually made again. The show was on for 12 years. I forget what year Mayim Balik comes on the show. Mm-hmm. But in like the first two or three episodes, they make a joke about hiring her for a job because she's in school because she graduated. Like they make this in this just off the cuff joke about her, mm-hmm. the actual actress from Blossom, right. and they use the actor. Actually, they go, "Oh, that actress from Blossom," and I laugh hysterically. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like. Did they know? Like, were, is there going to be at some point in time where they were going to offer her a job? Because this joke is hysterically funny looking back on, oh, they're making a Blossom joke without even knowing that years later they're going to have Blossom on, this, on the cast. Well, they, 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 uh, they, uh, stuff like that, like, happens where, you know, you, they, they make that joke in the writer's room, it laughs and laughs. Right, laughs everyone laughs, right. It's, it's one of those jokes that it's like, it's always funny to them. Right. And they'll think, and then one day somebody goes... Hey, you know what? Ma'am Pelk's available. Right. Hey, she's a fan of the show. She actually wants to do something. Right. You're like, what? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Sign her up. We actually have an actual neuroscientist playing a neuro. This is it writes itself. Right. You know, it's like it's great because because I mean, like like that show. Like if you look at the formulas in the in the backgrounds and stuff, mm-hmm. like that, they're real formulas. They're, they're actual right. I've seen a lot of seen they actually have somebody come up and actually do the theories and working theories and stuff like that. So you can kind of like, oh, okay, like they try to make it as realistic as possible. Awesome. Right. <laughs> They'll just put a bunch of dashes and, and right. They don't like have a bunch of numbers that don't mean anything because they know that sooner or later somebody is going to be watching this show and they're going to be like, oh, well, that is actually a real formula. Like I, I kind of. But for me, like I to go to back to Big Mouth. Big Mouth to me is like okay, you know what? We have we're riding high, season eight. Even if like it winds up being eighty episodes, it's eighty episodes yeah, of good there, comedy. There were ten episodes each. I did look. Okay, up, I was really all right. Talking. But to me, it's just like one of those type of things where it's just like, you know, like maybe maybe the writers are like. This is all we got. Like, right, you know, like, and I appreciate like, like, that. I'm saying, like, like, if we continue on, we're out to get, like, fresh writers, and it's not us anymore. It's right. Now, like, and you, you <clears> feel <throat> that change. I mean, like, like you, you watch shows like The Simpsons. Like, you feel that change. Right. All of a sudden now, like, those original <clears throat> writers, because they either moved on to do other things. Right, or, well, Conan O'Brien was a writer on that show. Yeah. 
Like, you know, I mean, and that was before it was a night, late night talk host shows. Like, right. it wasn't like, oh, what am I going to do now? I don't have a job. I'll write for The Simpsons. No, it was the other way around. Like, he was a Simpsons writer, and then he got hired as the, as the late night host. Right. You know, you're like, all right. Um, Supernatural suffers from that. Supernatural had a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. And after the fifth year, they didn't really know what to do because they didn't realize that they were going to be renewed. So they kind of started making – that's where they started leaning into the – angels and demons but if you ever really watch the show season to season every season almost has like a finale to it mm-hmm. and because they never really knew if it was going to come back or not and to last 15 years is fucking ridiculous you know at just in for a show that's on a, not one of the big three channels it's on it was on cw right you know I mean, it was a wb at one point I, I i didn't i didn't even watch the first couple of seasons but i right. got into it like for a while right weeks, my wife and i really got into that show because it was just like we were like wow this is amazing right like how this is done and on like you know and, and as it went on now if after a while there's a couple of seasons you're going Ooh, right, that was a tough right, and, and every once in a while, like I know they would do some like like the black and white episode where they're like in a horror movie that was kind of different, or when they finally got to like the episode where they're in some sort of world where they are the actors playing themselves. Right. Like I'm like, okay, well that's kind of funny. It's kind of very meta. And then when they had to do the when they were like the 200th episode, I think it was. Or maybe it was the 300 episode. I don't know. But it was the one where they were going to the high school play. And the high school play was based upon the books that the supernatural guys have been... Uh, prophets been writing the stories right, down. Right, right, yeah. And that this and they're real books in their world. And that these teenage high school girls have read it so much and loved those books so much. They made a, they, play, they made a play about it. One, yeah. And they had to go, like, you know, like, go back and help them out with a real situation. And there was, like, a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff in there. And you're like, all right. You know, like, it was funny. But after a while, you're just like, Whew. Like, at the end of season 15, I felt happy that it was over. Yeah. Because, I, not because I was, I didn't hate the show. It was that I'm like, I don't think I could do this anymore because I stopped watching like the last few years because it became like I got other things I got to do. Like I love you guys and I love the show, but 15 years, that's that fucking that's teenagers. Right. Like if you had a baby in episode one, guess what? You now have a 15 year old kid. Right. You know, who's now watching the show. Right. Who's now watching the show with me? Uh, there is um, now apparently he uh, there's the Winchester show, which Jensen Eccles helped. You know, he's producing and he's also started a few times. He's because mm. it's about his mom and dad, but there's like a time bendy thing. Mm. And they have, um, what do you call it? Um, I'm trying to get to it. Let's see if I can get to it. Hold on. See if I can find it. Um, there is a joke. Because, um, you know, there, um, fucking Tom Welling was on the show oh. as something. And I'm trying to find it. There is a outtake <laughs> which makes me laugh every time because it's anybody who knows Jensen Eccles, he was in a season of Smallville. Yeah, he was. He was the what do you call it? Um, he was a coach for the, I think the girls' volleyball team, right? Like that in Smallville. Here and, you go. And he's dating. Uh, oh God, that was so creepy. He's dating Lana. Yeah. So hold on. So here is the. It's a long story. It's an outtake. Fifteen seasons, actually. And if you're keeping count, that's five more than Smallville. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's Jensen talking to yeah. Tom. 
Tom Smellville lasted ten seasons. Because <laughs> I remember when they went to season eleven, Jensen his tweet post was "Suck it, Smallville." <laughs> anyway, but I, to me, I think that show just went too long. Yeah, I think that you know the, there are certain shows where I like where it's like, okay, you know what? The original Office, twelve episodes, just, just enough. Right. You know, the American Office, what? Ten seasons, seven seasons. Like, uh, I think it was ten. I think right. right yeah. I, you know, and you're going on ten years, and that's after Steve Carell leaves. You have Ed Helms as the boss, and you're just like, show doesn't really work to me as well without Steve Carell. He's because he's the boss. Yeah. He's Michael, and you're like, when he leaves, you're like, oh, sorry to see you go, but we're going to keep the show going because we all want our jobs. Like, you know, go off. Well, I was saying it's 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 one of those things where that show was like you know it lasted for so long, and you're right. The Steve Carell years were the best years because mm-hmm. you can you can always go back. Because we watch my wife watches them uh-huh. for Justice League now. And right, have them all on, on DVD or whatever. Right. And it's one of her favorite shows. And you'd say in the later's, there is some funny moments, right? But it's not. But it's moments. It's moments not the entire show. show, right? So like the moment he leaves, like there's just moments in shows where I feel like when it, you lose like a character, it's hard to kind of. Keep going. I mean, there, there's sometimes there, there, you lost a character and actually got better after that character. Yes, left. you're right. You're right. But that's very few and far right. between that happens. So that's that's the gamble you're taking. And you know, um, like after Michael Scott left or, or, or uh, Steve Crow left, you 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 had these like this guest weird, host like right. um uh shit James Spader right. He was now he was a good boss. Like yeah. he was funny because he's like this neg. He's like this rich guy. Like you know, <laughs> you never knew where he was coming from. Yeah, you know, I like that. I thought the Ed Helms character was like all right. You know, he sips in. Um, obviously, the show is about Jim and uh, Pam. Pam. So you got to it's it's there. That's well, the relationship. Like, it, it, it spawned in that. That's right. The thing. Like like. That was the the idea. Was it like because you know, like like in some offices, you like I have like they they have the the couples that are not sure. married, but they're right. Called, they're they're, they're, they call they're it my work, work wife, wife right? my work husband, right? Because right. they they constantly do things together, and they you know it grows upon each other, right? Do those kind of things. So that was the idea, but then it kind of blossomed in this romance, and they're like, "Will they? Won't they?" And right, like, and that's because that's what ha- that's what happens with TV. It's sooner or later. If it's a comedy, for some reason, it has to turn into a romantic comedy. Right. It can't just be a <laughs> funny show. Right. It's got to now have like some romance because you know talking about relationships is funny sometimes. Right. I mean, let's if I stuff talk about you know stuff Stacy and I do, you know, it can be funny to some people. Right. Not 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 everybody laughs at the same humor though. Um. Anyway, so the last article, Ed. Okay. You gave this to me from Collider. <laughs> new Transformer animated movie rolls out a new title at CinemaCon. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember. No, no, no. What? This will be the first animated Transformer movie in nearly 40 years. The title of the upcoming animated Transformer film, which is set to release in theaters on July 19th, 2024, has finally been announced. The prequel that is set to explore the early relationship between Optimus Prime and Megatron is officially titled Transformers 1. And it's O-N-E. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. People hear that. Like, people are going, what? Huh? Exactly. The announcement of the new title was made during the Paramount Panel at CinemaCon, where Steve Weintraub is on the ground for Collider. The animated film was originally announced back in 20, April 2020, and that the film would be a prequel directed by Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley. While major details of the film are still being held under wraps, it has already been announced that the film will be a prequel taking place on the Transformers home planet of Cybertron. The film is set to be animated by legendary visual effects company ILM, also known as, well, it's their like Industrial Light and Magic, also known as ILM, who has worked on live action Transformers films with their previous animated work, including the 2012 Best Animated Feature winner. Really? Rango won an, an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature? Have you seen Rango? I own it, I've never watched it. It is a, I have to say. See, Stacy hates it, and I'm like, I don't. My, my wife hates it, and the only reason oh, why no. is because we had to see it in the theater, uh-huh. and um, the only reason why I received it is because my older brother wanted to see it, right. but he saw it like a few days before with somebody else, uh-huh. so we were like... Oh, uh, so you saw, you saw his second viewing of right. it. What's he talking about? Are you going to love this part? No, he didn't. Oh, just at the end, you're going, wait, so you already saw this? Why did we come? Yeah. Right, I get it, I get it. <laughs> right, you're like, I didn't, I had zero plans of going out to the movies to see this particular movie. You wanted to see this movie because we thought you didn't see it. Now to come and find out as you're watching out going, you go, yeah, it was even funnier the second time around. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> so, Excuse me? So my wife is not too happy. But I, I've watched it several times. Right. Trying to hate this movie. Right. But it's a beautiful movie. I mean, <laughs> it's it really, a beautiful movie. It, it really is. I'll, there's there's lines in there that makes that makes it funny. He goes, there, the Rango goes, I want urine samples for everybody <laughs> and a cup of, cup of coffee. Like, number one, number two. Don't confuse the two. And as he walks away. <laughs> you know? and I, there's one part where he goes, let's ride. And they all go riding off. And there's no reason why they were <laughs> off because they had to come back. And they go, why did we do that? <laughs> See, <laughs> I own it. I have it. I have it. My collection, and um, I keep because to me, I was like, "Well, Johnny Depp to me, it can be funny as hell." And I'm like, "He's hilarious, in this. right?" And I'm like, "I'm like, all right, I want to get it, and I, I wanted to see it, and I never got around to seeing it." So for me, it was like one day I'll get around to it. And then every time Stacy sees like a Rango clip or something, she goes, "I hated that movie." I'm like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, I didn't think it was funny at all." But I'm like, "So then, I'm, probably means I'll find it hilarious." Yeah, because sometimes Stacy and I don't match up with what we find it humorous. Sometimes we do, but most of the time we find, we find humorous is we make fun of the things we don't like. The, the, <laughs> the thing the thing that you'll find funniest is that there's diff, there's different movies that you'll see in this, oh, and that's what makes you laugh. Gotcha. More. So it, there's there's kind of you got to know like things, things right? You got to see a lot. It's very it's very subtle, so you have to see a lot of movies. Right. And the movies that you've seen are, are in it, right? And that's the, probably why I really appreciate it. Stacy, maybe that's why I went over her head. Because she's never seen it. In fact, Big Bang Theory closed the loop for her. She there. There's the episode where they buy the time machine from a time machine, and it's in the house. Yeah. And uh, you know, they you have to s- divide the time. They had to divide the time machine between the four of them. Stacy looked at it, and she's like, "Push pause." And I was like, "Okay, hey, what?" She's like, "Now I understand this Phineas and Ferb episode." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "In a Phineas Ferb episode, they make a time machine, and it's that time machine." You know, and I'm like, oh, and like, so she understood the joke about how, like, you know, the time machine doesn't really go anywhere. It's time moving around them. Like, when I tried to explain it, she's like, no, I got it because Phineas and Ferb explained that to me. And I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah, I just didn't know what, you know, like, 
I didn't know why that design, like, why did it have to be? I'm like, oh, you know, because then she realized that it's based on a book and that became a movie in the 70s. Like, she was like, oh, it was like this light bulb went off right. her head going, oh, it makes all, it all makes sense now. It's all connected. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you didn't know that? She's like, have you seen this movie? I was like, I've seen, I've seen the remake, you know, of it. I didn't see the original. Um, I'm always like, I keep wanting to get time out. It's uh, I'm not... I always want to get time after time, I think it is. That's the one where H.G. Wells goes into a time machine that um, back into the modern day to stop uh, Rowdy, um, Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Piper. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Hulk Hogan. Um, Malcolm McDowell, who plays Jack the Ripper. Yeah. You know, and I'm always wanting to get that one. And I think the time machine is the same time machine. I thought, I always thought, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe my childhood brain is merging two Dude, movies together. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and I'm like... But I, I've seen that design multiple times, and I'm like, no, I, I knew that that was the time machine from the the, the time machine movie. But I'm, I don't, I'm like, I think I might have seen it as a kid on like TV, like dun, 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 dun. ABC brings you movie of the week, time the time machine, whatever. And I'm like, starring blah blah blah, the million dollar movie on ABC. Like I'm maybe in my head somewhere, or like a Saturday Sunday afternoon type movie right. when I'm over at my grandparents' house. And I don't want to be downstairs, so I'm upstairs. They put me upstairs in the bedroom with a TV on, and that's how I that's how I saw Poseidon Adventure. That's how I saw um, the Towering Inferno oh, wow. through TV and TV alone. And that's why I'm like, well, I have the Towering Inferno part of my Blu-ray collection, and I have it digitally. I've yet to actually watch the actual movie because, as far as I know, first of all, it's a long fucking movie. But there might be other stuff in it that I didn't see because it got I out. it got edited out. And there's always that part of me going. That movie's like, you know, I remember when that movie was on TV, it was like a three-hour fucking movie. And even the actual like, long cuts, like three and a half, and I'm like, oh, there is so much I didn't see. One day I'm just going to have to sit down and watch it, but to do that, I have to like make it an event. Right. It's like, I can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to watch Tower Inferno and just like, sit there in one sitting. I might have to like wake up, start it, and make, pause and make lunch, you know, like, like, I'm too, like, oh, we're gonna, what are we gonna watch? We're gonna watch Ben Hearn, they're gonna watch The Ten Commandments. Fuck, that's like three days worth of movies. <laughs> like, well, no, it's more about maybe like seven hours, but yeah, you got it. Like, I don't know if I wanna, that's, that's, that's a shift at work. <laughs> With an hour break. Like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna do that, you know? But I, it's like a long ass movie. Same with Poseidon Adventure. I'm like, I that I've seen that so many times on TV. I don't know if I've ever seen the actual, seen the actual movie like without a commercial in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, it's got Steve McQueen, it's got you know, Paul Newman, it's got OJ Simpson, it's got Fred Astaire, it's got this great cast. And I'm like, I really should actually watch the real thing. Maybe I'll maybe I'll fucking hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, Ed. Um, well, I mean, I'm trying to remember why I gave the. I think at the time I was just. Well, you're you are you are. If anybody's listened to, if anyone ever listens to the show, you're a Transformers fan. Yeah. So I get it. You know. I think especially they were showing a lot of the pictures from the Transformers, the movie, right? Which you know destroyed a lot of childhoods because they killed Optimus Prime. <laughs> Spoilers. So see how it started and see how it ends. See the friendship blow. Uh, all right. So uh, here's a quote. Um, the producer of both the upcoming animated films as well as the live-action film Transformer Rise of the Beast and gave some insight to the prequel on how both the setting of Cybertron and the connection between Optimus Prime and Megatron from their younger years shaped into the rest of the franchise. In the interview, he said, 
If you know the origin, they started out as friends. And over time, things developed for them and they ended up on two sides. So we're telling the young Optimus and the young Megatron story. We are, we're really telling the origin story of all Transformers, both what they were at the beginning of it, to how they grow, to how they grow apart. We're not here, we're not there for a short time. We're there the entire time of the movie. We're on Cybertron, but we are, but we are in the challenge that if you know the lore, they begin to question the hierarchy of how their society has gotten stra- strafed, stratified, stratified, and how the common man doesn't have the voice entirely that they want to have. We're following a very true to the origin story of that, and so it's really fun, too, because I've got to see some of it. It's not fully executed by any stretch of the imagination, but hearing Optimus and Megatron not only as who we know them as, which we see in their maturation in this experience. So, in a sense, you're hearing a different character because you're hearing them before they've matured. So... Basically, so what you're telling me... So, here out this prime going, Helen Mirren! <laughs> Helen! Damn, Helen Mirren! Holy mackerel! Oh, Optimus Prime, I'm going to get you sooner or later and my bolts will drop. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what it sounds like? To be honest, it sounds like, hey, we can't. we don't have the rights to the... Professor X, <laughs> we've seen the Professor X Magneto origin story. Let's do it with robots. Because <laughs> you're going to see them walk around. You're going to see them walking to get, you know, sound. You know, what do you call it? Hey, look, it's Optimus Prime. And you're going to get Bumblebee and he's going to go fuck off and they're going to leave. <laughs> well, that's just saying, like, like it's going to be interesting because it's like, how much of the original animation are they going to use in this versus what they're going to do? Because if, if people are not Transformers fans, if you watch the show... The first episode actually lays it out for you. Right. Where the planes were like these weird looking like three cool right. jets. And right. Like the cars were, were all, because it was all robotic. Right. It was, it, was, it was a planet that they didn't have. They're like, oh, it looks like a BMW. Right. They didn't know what our cars looked like until they landed on Earth. Well, they, they, well what ended up happening was is that the, the ship they were leaving, because they were leaving Cybertron to look for more energy. Right. The, 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 Enidron, the Enidron. The Enidron cubes. <laughs> They were looking for energy, so they're looking for energon. So they go to they go to Earth and they fight, and the ship crash lands. Right, both ships crash lands. The uh, the Decepticons. The right, because I remember them a lot of times being sent the, the the on screen inside of a, a beat up ship. Right, in a, in a mountain, and nobody noticed. <laughs> right, millions of right, years. Right, right, right. Type of thing. And hey, then, wasn't that mountain there just three days ago? I don't remember seeing it. We drive here every day, and the mountain just appeared out of nowhere. A, You're trying to tell me you've never that, that doesn't seem strange does, to you? Does that look like alien technology coming out of that mountain? That's oh like, my god! It's it's a glint of the light. It's 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 an it's a it's a mirage. So the, the, the shut your pie hole. <laughs> so the. The, uh, the the ship uses its computer to it finally wakes up and uses its computer to find vehicles so that they can make right. the robots so they can hide in disguise right. like robots right. in disguise right. robots in disguise and that's the whole idea of it so you know it'd be Round kind of interesting I hope they do that like they have the original they'll like, probably modernize it like with it's ILM so they're gonna zhuzh it up a little bit I at mean, least I, I mean you know modernize the look because you're not gonna have like eighties. Right, it's not like going to be like an '80s car. It's going to be like a modern Mustang right. rather than a. But I'm seeing though is just like if it's if they're not even the the regular ships, they're not even going to get to Earth at that. point. Right, if it's all going to be, your, it'll probably end with them on the ships that are eventually heading to Earth. Right. 
you know, and that, that's where like we're we're on a race now, fellas. Let's go, and it's gonna be. Whoosh, you're like tune in next next time for Transformers Two. I'm like, really? You're naming the movie the big, big thing. You can't do Transformers, the origin. That's Transformer 1. 1. O-N-E. Not even like, we won! It's Uno. Uno. Right. Transformers 1. <laughs> Does that mean there's going to be a Transformers 2? If we're lucky, yes. <laughs> if it makes money, yes. yes. If not, no. <laughs> All right, Ed, that's all I got. Uh, right. Thanks for listening, folks. Guess what? Surprise! It's Geeksters! <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were listening to Mark Marin. <laughs> Some people wish they were listening. Who are we calling? Two Bears, One Cave, I think it is? <laughs> hey, they're pretty good. Uh, I was just saying, like, hey, those guys are kind of funny. <laughs> Not us. Not us. We're the free version. <laughs> yeah, we're the, you know, the off-brand. <laughs> two bears, one cave. Two boobs, one basement. <laughs> right, that's us. Two boobs, one basement. You mistyped it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instead of uh, TB1C, you put 2B1B. <laughs> one slip of a letter, and you got us idiots. <laughs> You're like... I don't, that doesn't sound like them. Uh, <laughs> hold on, let me take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looks exactly like them now. <laughs> oh, I get it. Splitting image. <laughs> All right, folks, but thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter, Dad Geeksters. Uh, and, or you can just contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Doot, 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 doot.